Greetings and salutations, gamers. Welcome to Cast Co-op, the podcast in which three podcast hosts cast together. I am one of your hosts, Luke Lore, the Insipid Ghost and host of the Xbox Expansion Pass. And I am joined tonight by the not-quite-bearded wonder, Mr. Ainsley Bowden. He's the guy behind Season Gaming. He hosts the BitCast. He's pretty much Halo's number one fan. What's up, Ains? Yeah, yeah, I'm pretty, I'm doing all right, man. I got no funny quips. I'm freaking tired, but we're doing this. I'm excited to be talking to you guys because it's been way too long. I think I looked and last time we did a show, we said it had been nine weeks, which is like the longest we've ever gone. And then yeah. a bunch of people are like, you got to be back regular again. And we're like, yeah, yeah, we're back to normal schedule every two weeks again. And it's been, I think, another six. So we're yeah. not doing too good, boys. Oof. Don't worry, we'll keep not it up. We'll, we'll keep the cadence of two weeks. Two weeks. It, yeah, we're going to just... And not what? for nothing, we did a good job with our yeah. personal show content. We managed to keep that mostly going. Yeah, that, that despite has all of our schedules. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. Oh, by the way, guys, my dog died. <laughs> yep, it did. It's true. He got another got one though. Dog. Yeah, I got a new one. <laughs> yeah, new one. I like the uh, the uh, the knitted thing you got. That looked awesome. A little new thing. The, the knitted. Like, uh, oh. Someone made you a knitted Murphy. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, or not yeah, Murphy. Um, um marty 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 thank what you. a bad friend dude right come on i remember you know why i said murphy because there's there's multiple people on twitter friends that i track their dogs and yeah. murphy is tyler's dog the the dev who was a halo pro who works at respawn he's okay. always supposed about murphy so i mixed him up with your marty okay i'm sorry no yeah like uh, like example a and b of why like the trophy room community is amazing uh jadis von metal sent me an amazing portrait of marty like hand like um like uh what's it called yeah incredible like, like, incredible and then uh lindsay o'neill marcus o'neill's wife knitted me a nice little marty stuffed uh toy in memory of him and i gave that to my mom because my mother loves stuffed animals like that's her thing <laughs> Oh, and so yeah, so we're we're now like that's why Luke buys so many. I saw Luke like posted videos of buying stuffed animals. I was very confused, but it makes sense. Yeah, very much. They I mean, he's very me. passionate about it. Mm -hmm. yeah. That's true. Anyway, we're also joined by Joseph Moran, host <laughs> of the Trophy Room, a PlayStation <laughs> yeah, podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's got a new dog. He forgot about the old one. <laughs> uh, his new dog is Paul's girlfriend too. I don't know if you knew that. That's right. They're going steady. Yeah, that's beautiful. Yeah, that's yeah. beautiful. She's uh, two and a half months years, or sorry, two and a half months old, <laughs> and dude, she is running me ragged, man. Like, I've been training her every day, every time. I like, I, I have like a little time to myself. I'm training that dog. He and was so she, busy today, guys. He couldn't make a thumbnail. Exactly. <laughs> you see how dumb that sounds, yeah. Joe? You see how dumb it is when you say it out loud? <laughs> I didn't have my hey, phone guys, near me. I know you're both working all day, yeah. but I'm training the dog, so I can't make yeah. a thumbnail. Training the dog. I don't have the phone on me. It's somewhere else because my full attention's on this pup because, mm -hmm. you know, it's life or death sometimes. Ains, uh, I took Joe to Insomniac Games. We trespassed. I saw. I saw you broke a real in. thing that happened. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I like it. Well, we went into like the it. lobby, uh, like the pre-lobby. Yeah. And then we tried the to lobby. see. Yeah. yeah. And then we can we can go in. So We stood outside and yeah, and held up a radio. And we were like, Brian Intar, are you here? <laughs> Please? <laughs> and that was then, cool to uh, see pics of you guys catching up in real life, though. That's awesome. Yeah. 
yeah, you know, it was all right. Cool. It was cool. It was a little <laughs> surreal for me. I got a little overwhelmed. Very surreal. Yeah. You get overwhelmed? Ains, <laughs> you don't even know the half of it. Guys <laughs> <laughs> out and about in the real world. I, I'm honest to God, I'm not even making a joke here. I'm very surprised he has survived as many years as he has. <laughs> we, He's Mr. Magood his way through life, huh? Uh, yeah, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> I don't know how his wife does it. I really don't. God bless him. Joe, the conclusion you made, my wife yeah. has been saying for years, and she agrees with you. Yeah. I don't, yeah. I don't know how comfortable you are sharing that, but it was like, oh, yep. <laughs> You're not the only uh, one to say that. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I'm a professional in the field. Yeah. You know, got a touch of it. It's true. It's yeah. true. That's fair. Well, boys, uh, it's a, it's pretty darn cool to be back. Of course, we got 31 people already dropping in to say hello. That it, that warms my heart. What's up, everyone? Because it has been so long. It's good to right. see everybody. I see Struble's in the chat. Save Game Media is here. Rob Frawley. Uh, oh, gosh, I love Rob. Awesome, awesome stuff. Um, it, and Midnight Dreary and Gamefire Game in Fire. here. Awesome. Yeah, very, very cool. I see regulars for season gaming. A lot of them are regulars for season gaming. And yep. don't worry, gang. We're going to talk about the Xbox tax. We're going to talk about <laughs> the... I, I'm curious. Please I'm no. genuinely <laughs> curious thoughts on the on these things. Uh, sure. You know, very, very curious. Uh, yeah, but who would win in a fight? Asks. I think that's Kevin Ainsworth. Uh, who would win in a fight? <laughs> I'm putting my money on... Um, on uh, Dude, my brain is going to be melted tonight. So if I forget things, I'm sorry. Okay. Yeah, so, forget it. Move on. I'd win a fight. Um, so guys, we have so much. To I was going to say I put my money on about. Kyle, but anyway. Oh, on. who would win in a fight? Oh no, dude, Kyle's ass is grassing on the lawnmower. Like he's, <laughs> he true. is not. He, he, he's I, not a fighter. No, he's, he has. No I don't form. see him as a fighter, but I mean, he's got size, right? Can he use just mm, momentum? No. I, I also got size. You know, <laughs> so it's like two monoliths going at it. And let me tell you something. I got a lot of rage built up. And I mean, a lot of it that I understand. I could sense it when we were in the car. Yeah. Got no. a lot of rage. A lot of things annoyed me. And the cool part was I, I walk into it's a gaming bar. But when I say gaming, it's like board games. Yep. It's yeah. next to run uh, yeah. the store, which was really cool and surreal. Um, and so like it was full nerds hundreds of dollars would i bet that we were next to game developers of all types because we were right in the hub where all the studios sure. were um which was cool but i look over to my left i peek around and it's like wait a minute i can see joe's lower half like i could see him and he was on his phone then i saw kyle and i saw uh mike Towndra from from uh six one yeah. indie yeah. and it was a real feeling of like i know those people i've seen them on <laughs> screens for years years yeah it was cool. It's yeah. fun. It's yeah. fun. I did it that was, when I met with uh sorry, Joe. Go ahead. No, it was just it was such a surreal experience, but at the same exact time, um, it also felt like, yeah, this is just what we would normally do. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Bullshit yeah. around. We went to what is it, Frankie's arcade? If you want uh Luke's assassination coordinates, it's around there. And um <laughs> I don't live anywhere we, near there. <laughs> we we played Halo Fire Team Raven. And we yeah. beat that story, beat that campaign. That was a whole lot of fun. Cool. And uh, yeah, it was just a lot of fun, man. It was it's great to finally actually see Luke in the flesh, you know. And he is as white as you think he is. <laughs> and the eye is better lighting than me, but yeah, you know. Yeah, uh, better lighting. I don't know. <laughs> um, 
No, it is weird. I remember, I mean, we all kind of grew up like, I remember first going to meet a couple that I played Gears of War 2 in. So this is back in 2008. And I remember, and this is not even a joke, my mom is like, you're going to go meet people you talk to on the internet? And I was like, yeah, yeah, I've talked to them for years. You know, it'd be fine. We had a good time. We stayed at their house, you know, like you normally would. And yeah. I was like, it's just funny how that's pretty common now. Like when I went to Halo Worlds back in October last year and met Pompa for the first time, who I've played with for years, you know, I met them, you see each other, and there's this kind of surreal moment where you're actually in person to one another. Yep. Mm-hmm. But then like it takes all of like 30 seconds and you just start joking around like you would normally. So yep. yeah, it's awesome. We're, we're joking around like we should have jo- brought like giant frames. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 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 you're like, yeah, this yep. is somewhat normal. You know? <laughs> but uh, yeah, it was weird. It was weird um luke luke looks way more like a 40 year old lesbian than i thought he would and uh, <laughs> that was just very Thank interesting you. it's an interesting body type that's all i'm saying i don't think i do i think it's no he no. has a his body type is a 42 year old gym you know a pe teacher named linda <laughs> that's his body type <laughs> You didn't even see me in uh what what are they windbreaker what are the what are the windbreakers called back in the 90s? Breakers. Hammer pants? You know I'm talking about? No, no, no. Like they, they were that weird material. I don't know what it was. Yeah. Um I don't, I don't know. know what it was. It, you talking about like yeah, like, like windbreaker? Yeah, like windbreaker suits that you would wear. They were these weird colors oh, yeah. back in the 90s. Yeah, yeah. Pastel colors. Yeah, and, yeah. yeah, it was weird. It was weird. Um yeah. But I I will tell you the the funny part was like we what did we do we went to like a cookie store and like had cookies we went and got these like it's like special cookies called from a place called crumble uh and then we're like man here, what a day here. it's been it's been wild it was like six o'clock we were so tired <laughs> <laughs> oh, <wait a> <laughs> Yeah, it's we're like, getting old. What man. do we do now? <laughs> Even right. like we, you know, we raised three thousand, like three hundred dollars for Extra Life uh, that weekend, and like walking out of it, I'm like, okay, I'm getting to the age where I'm like, I don't know if I could do a twenty four hour again. I think I can. Maybe we we split it up between the weekend, but like this was <laughs> a lot, you know. Um, but yeah, no, it was a blast. Last weekend was awesome. We raised money for kids. I got to see Luke and Kev. And uh, we got to go to Limited Run Games, which is nuts that I didn't even know was a thing until we got there. Oh, and mm. I got a tattoo of my my dog, uh, Marty's uh, paw print. My yes, friend Kelsey re- recreated all the best parts of the imprint that she saw. And she made me an awesome tattoo of them. So... That's my awesome. loving memory. That's itchy as all hell right now. Oh yeah, it will be. Why peels? Oh my god, I can't wait. Get um, uh, Aquifer. I don't know if you've okay. Aquifer, and uh, I'll tell you in detail. I was recommended, uh, and yeah. <laughs> I have it on hand. Go ahead, uh, Eucerin. Eucerin. Uh, is, yeah, that's good that. cream, but you, there's yeah. better stuff you can use for a tattoo. You my so? wife is covered in tattoos. Oh so yeah, trust me. All right, fair yeah. enough. FYI, it's no, married. Low hanging fruit. Low hanging fruit. <laughs> fruit. <laughs> yeah, easy. I thought you guys Too knew easy. that. Like, yeah, my, I, I have one tattoo for my son. My wife is both sleeves, full back. Yeah. Really? I yeah. just imagine your Things wife just got way you. cooler, guys. Yeah. <laughs> like, I just way. imagine your wife is you with a wig. That's it. <laughs> it's kind of hot. 
I don't yeah. know. I can oddly see it. I can oddly <laughs> see it. It's, <laughs> it's got me going. <laughs> yeah, why not? Why not? Why not? You well, see what they make on OnlyFans? I'm ready. Yeah. 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 Well, I, I, let's let's transition away before we get ourselves canceled, like Ains did on the internet. Um, yeah, man, <laughs> so this game should get recognition. Jesus Christ! Yeah. All right, calm down. <laughs> How dare you? How dare you? <laughs> whoa, whoa, slow down, cis white man! How dare you? God, do we want to start with game mind. awards or do we want to yeah. talk about anything else? You want to start with game awards? Go right into it. Let's talk about that Xbox tax. Jeff Keeley hates Xbox. Absolutely <laughs> none of the Xbox games this year were nominated. Not Call of Duty, not Diablo. Not, oh, sorry. Sorry, Xbox. Wait, but that is Xbox. You know what, Joe? This tax is really confusing. Yeah. Um, here's the thing. Uh, I saw the list of, of game nominees. Game of, you know, the By the way, if we want to go through them, we can put them up on the screen and share them. Yeah, please. Yeah, I can do that. Yeah, pull them up, pull them up, pull them up. Yeah, but I want to make a big me. point I, real quick. Before, go ahead. Go ahead. It's going to take me a minute anyway. Not a goddamn game on that list is bad. Right. Not a single one. None of them. And I want to make that super clear. Like, Are you talking I don't about Game of the Year or any of the awards? Game of the Year. Like the oh, Keeley right. Game of the Years. Like, the top. Like, I don't see Stray showing up. I don't see some random who's a what's it that six people played and they want to act like they're the Criterion Collection of video games. These are all good video games. And, like, yeah, you can criticize the process all you like. Jeff's got his own, you know, quirks here and there. But, like, the Game of the Year, that, that was a really good list of video games. Yeah, I mean, it It was going to be no matter what this year, I think, right? Like, you could pick... There could have been 15 games on that list. It's easy. Um, there's so mm-hmm. many incredible games this year that... Yeah, it was always going to be tough. I mean, it, I think everyone has their own personal list. Like, if I was picking the top six, I'd probably change at least two or three of those. But I can certainly, to your point, Luke, look at those six and say, yeah, they could be up for game of the year. Yeah, And I thought we were all like kind of getting into that, like even days before the whole thing was going to get announced and, and, and whatnot, we were all like, any game here, it's been such a good year, like any list is going to be a good list, any game that's here that probably belongs here, right? And like mm-hmm. we all have our little nitpicks here and there, but like, yeah, all those games are great. Like to try to deny Tears of the Kingdom, uh, you can't. The game is spectacular. To try to deny... You know, Mario Wonder is like, you can't. The game's literally just fantastic. So, like, to me, it's 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 a decent list. It's, I mean, yeah. I know which game's going to win, but at the end of the day, it's it's a good list of games. I don't know what, what some people were up in arms about, to be honest. I, I sorry, know. Sorry, this is, a, this is weird that. here. So, okay, I think I got it working right. That looks good. Okay. Looks yeah, nice. it looks good. Yeah. So I felt like th- there were a lot of things that people can debate about. Like, was this game snubbed? That game snubbed. But the nice thing was that none of those six are bad or like niche games that no one's heard of. They're all good video games. I had a know? much bigger problem with Stray being in the game of the year list than I do any of these six for sure. Yeah. Um, I will say, I want to get your guys' opinion on this. Cause I, I actually see a comment right now. What's up one, one H one D. Um, about Resident Evil 4. I think that's one of the ones yep, that is being questioned because it's a remake. And we mm-hmm. we kind of had this conversation when Resident Evil 2 remake was put up there. Um, 
And I guess I, I'd just like to hear your guys' opinion on the remake in general. Like, if it's a full remake like this, where it's it's not just a remaster, right? This is a full remake top to bottom. They fix story elements. They add enemies. They add modes. Like, they, mm-hmm. you know, they add new DLC. Um, do you feel it qualifies for Game of the Year? Or do you think, no matter what, the game should have first released in the year of its award? Great or nomination, question. excuse me. I think it, it, it really just... it. It depends on how your list wants to go. Like for us at the trophy room, we revealed our game of the year list. Resident Evil 4 is one of my favorite games this year, but we didn't put it on because it was a remake. Um, and it got a lot of, a lot of nominations on our list, humble brag. But, um, you know, we decided, yeah, you know what? The game's been, the game's been remade or sorry, uh, remastered, you know, so many times over. It is a classic. We understand, you know, the uh, just the amount of skill it takes to match that energy to get it right and then to maybe even do it a little bit better um and and revise it for modern standards i get that all um but there we took a look at it go but there's so many great games that are original that you know are for example like baldur's gate 3 like alan wake 2 like there's so many great games that came out this year that Resident Evil 4 is always going to be a classic. Let, let's have one of these, you know, games uh, uh, that came out this year have a have a chance to to be that for us. Yeah. At the same exact time, though, if you put Resident Evil on this list, I'm not gonna damn you <clears throat> because it's a fantastic game. And for me, uh, it's the definitive Resident Evil. And I I take a look at like how the Oscars are. Like there's movies that are have been uh, remade that are up for Oscars. You know. Uh, so to mm-hmm. me, it's it. It doesn't really matter much. I think we get hung up on that idea of it's a remake, but I think remakes come with their own challenges and their own hurdles. And if they can meet that challenge, then good on them. I think that's pretty well that's said, Joe. I, um, for me personally, I don't know. I'm I'm again. I don't think there's a definitive answer either way here. And I, gen- I genuinely, I don't care. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter to me at all. Um, but I think like if I was making my list, uh, and we actually are, we're doing a, a uh, kind of thing uh, with SG this year. I'll talk about later. Um, we are doing uh, remake as a separate category. So uh, remake or remaster will not be part of what could be considered a game of the year. Our game of the year would have, or favorite game of the year would have to have originally released into in the year in 2023. Yeah. So that's where we stand. Uh- but to Joe's, I almost agree with Joe, where it's like there's so much that goes into it. You can qualify this in a number of different ways. And like I said at the start, I honestly don't care. It's a fantastic game. So be it. No big deal. It's not going to win anyway. But, you know, it's there. So what? That's uh, could I Could I drop, because we announced today, the Platties, which is our new award show, our new name for our award show, because the Trophy Awards, it was too long of a name. You know, you can't put mm. that in a nice hashtag. Uh, so we rebranded it. Um we release our list today. You mind if I drop that in the chat? There's a whole lot of good. No, stuff no, no. Go ahead. Of course. Yeah. Why don't you send me uh, send me the proper links you want for it too, and I'll put it in the description on oh the. God, you're very beautiful. Yeah. No worries. It's bad. You don't have to ask me to put something in the chat. You're a co-host for God's sakes. Ah, put it in the chat. True. You know what? I mean, if I'm SG sure. removes it somehow, but you know, yeah. I won't touch yeah. it. I'll talk. Can I mention something about the remake? I think uh, it's. It's much ado made about nothing. 
Simple as that. I think it's it's I understand the argument and I appreciate the argument. But as far as game of the year, that comes down to the game of the year. And this is a game that released this year. I would have more problems if, say, Phantom Liberty were were included in game of the year because I think that breaks the definition more. But like Resident Evil 4, this is remake or not, is a game that came out this year. Dead Space I think is a little more true to its original and still, I think it could be eligible, at least in my mind. Um, but it's much ado made about something very small by comparison. Um, I agree that it does take a lot of effort to create something new, fresh, new IP or, uh, whatnot, but God of war is a, is a game that was created. Maybe my analogy is a little flawed, but like God of war was a reimagining, uh, of that franchise and while it wasn't the same story it was still a whole new take on it resident evil 4 did a lot of stuff different from its fundamental core uh video game which while great at the time doesn't age well and this brings it to a modern age in, the, in some of the best ways if i'm getting great gaming experiences i think it deserves to be eligible for consideration um but i mentally personally would would assign like alan wake 2 above it um, and I've not played Alan Wake 2 yet, so I don't want to like pretend like that. But I'm saying like I, I would probably weigh a newer experience higher, but I don't think it makes a game ineligible just because it's a remake. A remaster, I probably wouldn't give as much, but a remake, I think, is a fundamentally new thing. Yeah, yeah. so we're pretty much all saying the same thing. We are. We are. I just wanted to make sure I weighed in because, yeah. in my opinion, very important to the Internet. Yeah, it's very important. <laughs> very important. Thank you. Um, so uh, I don't know about you guys, but I I genu- uh, generally think that Baldur's Gate three has most categories locked up. Um, mm-hmm. I, I just don't see. I mean, it's kind of dominating all the awards. I know I only have about ten to fifteen hours in it. I need to play it a lot more. But I mean, anyone mm-hmm. I know within the SG group with the friends um, that have played it a lot, they just you know they adore it. It is it is beloved. Yeah, I've I've put quite a bit of hours on that actually on my steam deck over mm-hmm. the summer uh and i want to jump back in so i actually pre-ordered the uh the physical edition hell yeah so did i my friend yeah. so i'm i'm very excited i'm very <laughs> excited to jump back in. beautiful physical edition by the way yeah because i've put 30 plus hours in and i was just like i'm still on act one <laughs> i'm wandering around yeah. and i'm just doing stupid shit uh so yeah i'm I, same same thought. I think Boulder's Gate pretty much has this year locked down. And I said this on the trophy room. I, I want to repeat it here. It's awesome to see that the two front runners this year are Remedy and Larian Studios in terms of nominations. They both have eight. Um, mm-hmm. And they're both independent studios uh, carving their own path. And they are making quite a like stamp, like a footprint. And I kind of think that this is possibly hopefully one of the 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 kind of um you know turning points in this industry where we're going to be seeing a lot more you know double i or triple i games that are going to stand you know toe to toe against your super marios against your spider-mans and against your zelda so i really like that narrative that i don't see a whole lot of because i see a whole lot of dave the diver is an uh indie game and uh, where's my precious Starfield? You know? Yeah. Yeah. No, it's a good shout out. Yeah, I think that's good to call out. Um, do, do you guys do you, want to go through some of the categories to talk through picks or how 
I can pull up other. I have all the categories here, so it's up to you. Yes, I do specifically action versus action adventure, but I he said Starfield, and I in no way like Starfield is Luke Lore's probably game of the year. I still have to play through Alan Wake, and I think I need one other one that's kind of in contention. But Starfield (laughs) was an amazing experience for me. Someone for someone that didn't like Skyrim, right? Like I really did love Starfield, um, and surprised myself by how much I loved it. Same. But I would never throw it into like a this category of even six, even though I haven't played some of them. I still wouldn't lump it in there. It's too flawed for me for like a a game of the year thin type type element. Um, and that did you got where do you guys stand on that? So I'm I'm kind of with you there. Like if you if you let me take a step back. Starfield's it's hard also, to elaborate. Yeah, I have some unique Starfield's, thoughts on this one, so I'll wait. All right, cool. Starfield's one of my games of the year. Like it would be on my game of the year list without a doubt. It's, it's sure. even on my short list. I'm surprised how much I did enjoy Starfield because, you know, I mean, y- y'all know I was very skeptical since the moment I saw it. I'm like, where is the action to this game? Right? Like they're being very. You were higher on Redfall pre. Yeah. I remember. Hell it, yeah, Redfall. <laughs> we make mistakes. That's so, <laughs> so like for me, it goes back to what we were saying earlier. This is just one list. Uh, and at the end of the day, this list uh, matters as much as my list does, right? Like n- n- this, this, this thing is not the de facto, this is the game of the year thing, right? This is just a, from what, I take of it as the game awards is just another marketing uh, bump for companies to kind of tag onto. So for me, it's just like, yeah, this is Jeff's list, but it ain't mine. And it doesn't mm-hmm. make my list invalid that it's different than his. Mm-hmm. So to me, it's like, yeah, I would have probably replaced Mario with uh, Starfield, but if I had to limit it to six, it's like shit, but I also want to put Diablo in here. <laughs> right. So like, you know, it's it, it's it all goes back to how you would do it, how your list would be. What rules do you put down for yourself and how do you limit yourself or do you even? So, again, it's just his list versus my list. And what matters the most is my list. So mm-hmm. it doesn't bother me. Starfield's not here. And it's not because I'm a PlayStation guy and I see Marvel's Spider-Man, too, because truth be told, that's not my game of the year. And I know that's not going to win this game of the year. So it it doesn't matter to me, uh, 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 truthful, truthfully. So, yeah, that, that's how I feel on it, man. It, it don't matter much. Yeah, I didn't feel like it was yeah. snubbed. I know Ains wants to go in depth, but I never felt like it was a snub. That didn't feel wrong to me. Uh, no, no. I think, no uh, you know, all four of us at BitCast made a prediction in June about game of the year. It's a running bet. It's going to be a funny episode this Sunday. So. Make sure you swing by at least briefly. Um, But we all picked Starfield because of what we expected. And last week when we talked with the nominations coming out and it not being there, all four of us agreed. I'm not too surprised. You know, like I could see it being there. Sure. But it doesn't surprise me that it's not. Because Jeff Healy loves PlayStation. (laughs) Of course, naturally. Um, And he makes this list by himself, by the way. By himself. By himself. Important to know. but Kojima's what I wanted to say, one, it's, one it's, thing I, what? I said Kojima's on the other Zoom, but like it's him making the list. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
the one thing I want to say about uh, Starfield is, uh, and I brought this up before, and I'm not saying that it relates directly to Game of the Year, but one thing I will, I like to give games credit for is when they try to do something not necessarily new or different per se, but just like vast, like they shoot for the stars, no pun intended, um, and they try to do something crazy or gigantic or you know give players a a lot of ways they can interact with the game and i think bethesda has always done that generally really well right their games are unique sandboxes where you can play their games different ways and your experience may be completely different than mine and someone else's and it's also a foundational game that is going to be built upon and expanded upon for many years to come right the foundation for players to engage with mod content and for them to expand it with expansions or whatever else they decide to do with Starfield. <clears throat> Again, I'm not saying that qualifies it for a game of the year listing, but I personally, on my list, I like to give credit to developers and to games that try to do that. Whereas the opposite is true for me. Like, I'm not, you guys know I'm not a superhero guy, and I have nothing against Spider-Man 2. I'm sure it's an excellent game. I said that before. Well, it's funny because you do have a problem with one of the Spider-Men. It's weird. Like, yeah, like you did say Spider-Man. that one is not yeah. your Spider-Man. I remember oh, that. Jesus Christ. <laughs> I remember that. <laughs> I, as a Puerto Rican, I don't like how you said Puerto Rican. Oh, <laughs> how I said it. That one. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. But <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> we got him. We got him. <laughs> we got him. But, like, boys. Spider-Man 2 is like the the antithesis of that right it's the third of a game very similar again to what insomniac has done the past four years five years 2018 yeah five Mm -hmm. years um and it's just the next one of those and it's like there's nothing wrong with that and i'm sure technically fundamentally it is probably Mm -hmm. more excellently tuned than starfield i have little doubt of that right a lot of games are but it just doesn't do much for me so that's why I said like mm-hmm. my list would be a little different. Like Baldur's Gate three managed to almost do both. Like your your experience mm-hmm. in Baldur's Gate three is you know unique to you, and there's a million ways you can play that game, and it's mostly finely tuned. I think there were some issues at launch, but kind of tuned up now. But again, there's caveats there because it's been in early access development with for over three years with fans and everything else, right? So. Um, yeah, I don't know. I'm kind of rambling at this point, but I, I think that's the one credit I would give to Starfield when you start to have the conversation around game of the year, people having it as their game of the year. So there are people who will put hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of hours into that game and have unique experiences which are unique almost in gaming. Uh, I think Starfield should get some credit and Bethesda should get some credit for that. Yeah. Would I, it be I like your not- list? Yeah. <clears throat> I'm not sure yet. I actually don't have my list at the moment because I feel like I need to put more time into all these games. I have played... Right. Um, I'm playing Alan Wake 2. I've played Baldur's Gate 3. I've played Wonder. I've played Tears of the Kingdom. I'm near finished Resident Evil 4. I haven't played Spider-Man. It's just not for me. Um, but I also... you know, I'm deep into Lords of the Fallen. Um, I've put 40 hours into Starfield. Um, there's a bunch of other games, right? Uh, Forza and many others. Um, and I just don't know what my list is. My my game of the year personally right now that could change is Diablo 4. I think Diablo 4 is a bigger snub on this list than Starfield. Same. Can I... Okay, before we go there, yes. I want to point something out because yeah. you said something special in, in there about a game needing to do something unique. Alan Wake 2, Baldur's uh-huh. Gate 3, 
Spider-Man 2. Yeah, yeah there's Tears nothing new here. A sequel. Resident Evil 4. And with that, while I have not played Mario Wonder, I, 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 and I, I acknowledge all of that, it's a 2D Mario, <laughs> which rarely does something so fresh that it feels so new. New Super Mario Bros. in 2007 was incredible, and it still kind of felt like 2D Mario. Um, there's something to worth noting in that as far as like unique experiences. Um, and I just wanted to acknowledge that. And then to your, Mar- to your Spider-Man comments, Ains, I agree with you. Like it, it's to me, it's their vision realized. It's the it third time perfection after getting it near perfect, near perfect. Spider-Man two is the, the best. It's funny you done. say that. Cause I know Dan, if you don't know, is a Spider-Man nutcase, like his favorite superhero, who, who is Dan. 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 Okay. Dan. 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 Um, Spider Man. I mean, that like fanatic, and you know he has hundreds of hours into Miles and Spider Man One, and he was kind of critical of Spider Man Two. And this was also, believe it or not, you may not believe it, but it was Hogue's most anticipated game of this year, Spider Man Two. He he adores twenty eighteen Spider Man, raves about it. He's also very critical of this game. Um, so it was kind of weird. It was kind of here to wear from both of them and especially Dan and Hogue who were usually yeah. like this, you know, um, that both of them, this game was kind of a letdown. That's funny. Go ahead, go ahead. Like truthfully, like it's to me like better in, than the original in almost every way. And mm-hmm. like the one thing that I love about Spider-Man, it, it usually brings anything comic book related or Star Wars. It brings me and my brother together. And literally during the af- uh, the Extra Life um, <clears throat> stream, I get a call from my brother going, dude, I just got the Venom. Holy shit. I'm like, okay, dude, I got to go. He's like, okay, but I just got to tell you, this is like one of the greatest games I've ever played. I love you very much. Uh, we got to <laughs> talk about this when we get home. So it's like, yeah, it's 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 interesting. I wonder if their hang up either consciously or subconsciously had to do with the departure for it's very much a departure in storylines from what's traditional. Um, and I don't mean the joke about like his miles or Spider-Man, but they really altered the involvement of miles and venoms in venom, uh, venom storyline. They altered who venom is and how he operates. The reasoning behind things is fundamentally uh, unique to this game. And this is very much, a new take on Spider-Man in general. And I wonder if that's part of it. Um, I know Dan mentioned uh, part of it was like uh, the, the seemingly Ragnarok ish version of, of the game where you're doing things that don't really relate to being Mm -hmm. Spider-Man. I guess those, I I haven't played it, so I can't speak intelligently about it, but like you said, like, you know, there's a moment where you're like someone walking through the city or cleaning up a room and, I think those moments like just don't vibe with him. I actually think it's funny because I, I actually think it's anti like Ragnarok. It's like they saw Last of Us Part Two and and Ragnarok. And they're like, we're gonna edit the crap out of this thing. I hope so. I felt like that too. Good lord. Yeah, I, I felt like, like that too. I felt like they were like, let's do this, and then they were like, ooh, too much. Yeah, there are talk. definitely those type of sections, but like they're side missions. Um, they're very like gotcha. optional. But I, I, yeah, I Alex, Alex in the chat. So Hogue hasn't finished it, so okay. that's a big caveat, right? Um, I know Dan has, but um, yeah, I mean, there's just two other people. Obviously, critically, the game is very highly regarded, um, selling well. So I mean, yeah, go back to Diablo. Well. Like it stumbled yeah. on its on its first season. Apparently, second season's a lot better. Yeah, I hate, I hate, I hate. But, sorry, I'll let you finish. But, I hate yeah, that, yeah. and I'll explain why. But I don't think those two, like, 
the season fumbling shouldn't be a detriment to Diablo's correct core game. Thank you. With that. Yeah. Like the core game is fantastic, and I sunk 200 hours into it. And um, I fought Kyle so long on that, <laughs> but he won me out by just sheer power of will. Um, so, like, that one I felt like was snubbed because of the DLC that you don't have to play. The core experience, game, the trees, the the the, the classes, like how in-depth you can get with it. Like, I feel that is the biggest snub. And even not just of, of, of Game of the Year, we could go into other categories that to me don't make sense. But, like, it's not in Best RPG. And somehow Lies of P, which is on our Game of the Year list, is Best RPG. Yeah, there are a few. Well, there's a lot of weird. Of that's why I said, yeah. But, yeah, Diablo, I, I'm glad you said it because that's where I was going, Joe, is yeah. you, you should be judging this game on its its box, for lack of a better word. It's boxed release, right? Just yeah. because Diablo is going to have content, seasonal content and expansions and stuff to come for years, as they always do with Diablo, that's not what you're judging the game on. You should be judging Diablo 4 and what it delivered in its core game, which was excellent. It's, yeah. you know, over 90 Metacritic. It gives you hundreds of hours of gameplay. They kind of brought, you know, they nailed almost every aspect. There's a few qualms I have, but they nailed almost every aspect with it. And then you factor in the the things like the, the culture, you know, the impact on the culture, uh, the impact of Lilith as a character, um, you know, the streaming, the game sales, kind of all the factors you would factor into a, a, a gigantic release that was successful both critically and commercially. And I just don't know how Diablo 4 is not here. It makes no sense to me. Yeah, none. None. Hey, I got a question. First off, Luke's camera is completely gone. Is he Luke's alive? Luke's dead. Ah, great. Yeah, he doesn't get good reception in the coffin. No, he really doesn't. We've been trying <laughs> to tell him. But he can't he he can't uh he can't book any like optimum or like Verizon guy to come to his house because they don't come that late at night. So <laughs> but he's a bit of a day Like we'll we'll come between eight and five. He's like, can't do it. Can't do it. It was hot. Time. I opened the window. That's all I was doing. <laughs> sure, sure, sure. Um do you want me to move on to other categories? Yeah. 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 <clears throat> I have two that okay. I'm confused about. I, I can't see these, so we're gonna click through them here. <laughs> We'll just start Best over here direction. and work our way. Best game direction. It's the same list. Yeah, same list. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. Oh, oh, yeah. shit. Oh, my. All right, there we go. Oh, boy. Now I'm at the beginning of the list. We'll start here. Okay. I don't know if we really need to talk about this one, but. All, all I'll say is it's dope that this is a category. It's dope yep. that this is True. Uh, every year across multiple uh, genres, <laughs> multiple publishers, multiple developers, we're seeing accessibility get better and better across the board. I don't True. see it as an Xbox thing, a Sony thing, a Nintendo thing. I don't see it as an EA or an Activision. Every one of these games has great improvements in its accessibility, and all of them are from different genres, save for Mortal Kombat and Street Fighter. And it's still impressive, and I love that. Yeah, yeah, I would echo that 100%. Likewise, action adventure. Okay. Can we make action and adventure one one list? <laughs> We're really well, well. There's an action game category where, right. like, Dead Island's in there, and I love Dead Island, but like, what? It, it, does... it doesn't. It doesn't make oh. much sense. Also, don't enough games release to where we could have just six in every category? <laughs> like, yeah. Why, yeah. why do you cut some of them short? Yeah. What's so the for best action adventure. adventure 
It's Alan Wake 2, Marvel Spider-Man 2, Resident Evil 4, Jedi uh, Survivor, and Legend of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom. The definition between action and adventure to just action game is just so th- razor thin. Do you need puzzles? It, it's puzzles. <laughs> it's more like, thema- like um, I guess the word I'm going to say is like cinematic or thematic, whatever. Um, whereas like action games are just like, we're just talking about combat, baby. We're not talking about story or the journey that you're going on. It is about, you know, so that's why Hogwarts isn't in this one. Got it. Got yeah, it. yeah, 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 yeah. Ains, I don't your, know. Thoughts? your thoughts on no. that? Oh, I, I believe Hogwarts was snubbed. I said that. I mean, it was. Oh, the internet told me you did not say that. That was so weird. No, no, I know they they thought I said a whole bunch of other things, but um, <laughs> no, I, I as I said, I responded to one person who was being logical, and I just said they asked what it would be uh, up for, um, and I said, look, I can certainly see it not being included in Game of the Year, right? Maybe it, it doesn't hit at that highest level, but the way they recreated Hogwarts, the the kind of magic of going around there, and the what they did with that, and kind of the um, you know, recreating that experience of being there. Come on. It deserves some recognition for those developers. And the developers themselves have come out and obviously like 98.8% of us spoken out against the horrible comments from Rowling and everything that goes along with that. Like we're all on the same page here, right? We're talking about a game, nothing Mm -hmm. to do with the crap from her. Sure. If you, you do you always listener, but, if you have an interest in Harry Potter, I don't, I don't think you should rob yourself of an amazing experience. This is a great video game. Yeah, like, it's fantastic. Great video game. And listen, we're all just, you know, pale white dudes. So I understand. Well, you two are, but look at, look at how. To say what? <laughs> we all are? Look how beautiful I am. Um, but so, like, we can only speak through our experiences, which is probably vastly different to so many others. But the way I see it, uh, when we talk about my my argument for Hogwarts Legacy, was just like, yeah, no, like I disagree with J.K. Uh, mm-hmm. wholeheartedly. Uh, but I think of it as, and if I was a fan of Star Wars and like George Lucas was just like, and here's what I think about those part Oregons. It's like, whoa, George, go back yeah. to sleep, buddy. I'm still gonna consume Star Wars because like mm-hmm. Star Wars is, it it, it literally saved me at a very young age i don't want to get into it so you know like i i love it and um it means a lot to me i couldn't just take it away because of someone's uh views that i don't agree with that i think are deplorable so like to me it's it's like you do you enjoy that thing and you're right it shouldn't be held back because of one one person i disagree with we should be taking a look at it as a package as a whole thing and analyzing it and going, okay, how is this on a game perspective? And, you know, to me, Hogwarts was my entry into uh, the Harry Potter universe, and I fell in love with it, you know? And what did I do afterwards? I borrowed those movies from the library, and <laughs> um, and I enjoyed my time with it, you know? And it, and I'm looking back on it going, wow, like, she really... She, she, like she, there's a, a, an obvious disconnect between this JK that wrote this and the one that's yes, all that stuff. yes. So like yeah. to me, I'm I'm just going like this is a really great world. It's not in our game of the year list over at the trophy room, but it's in best open world, um, and it is in I think best dual sense features because oh my god, that game's oh yeah, I bought it on PS or I reviewed it on PS5 for that reason. Stunning, yeah. 
Yeah. Um, but, yeah, no, no, no. And the last thing I'll say, you know, we can get off the soapbox here, but like we live in a, a global economy of mega corporations, right? We are all guilty by association. Mm-hmm. And I mean that literally, like we're posting on X every day. Elon, I mean, give me a break. Um, he's basically a Nazi at this point, you know, um, we've got, you know, we're, we buy from Amazon every day. We're using Comcast and spectrum internet. I mean, every, every facet of our daily lives, the clothes we're wearing support child labor. Like, you know, it's, it's horrible in many, many aspects. You cannot avoid it. So I don't like when people drill down to this one narrow thing that they believe in. And it's like, you can't do that because I believe this. And it's like, dude, like the line of like, there's no ethical consumption in capitalism. Definitely true. It's like, we're all, we're all drawing lines that we're comfortable with. Yeah. You know what? Listen, this is where, this is where this company crosses a line. So that's how I'm going to take them out of the equation. I can feel a little bit better, but if, you know, if I'm telling people how to draw their lines, eh, I, no, I, I, I can't. I won't mess with those people. I won't really interact with them. Uh, I'll act like they don't exist, but I'm not going to be like, I am the you know moral barometer and everybody should just go the way that I view things and how I see things. It just doesn't. It's a slippery slope that's a very dangerous. So. Dude, it's it's everything you touch. So Barry and Chad just says, you can avoid it and you're making excuses. I'm out, fellas. Okay, well, you just chatted on YouTube owned by Google. Why don't you look up some of the things Google has done? Why are you Barry's, on YouTube? Why do you, why do you have a, like why, logic. why do you have a YouTube account? Why are you supporting There's, Google? <laughs> it's like when they say, come on, Barry. <laughs> come on. Yeah, I thought so. It's like when can't they, stand these people, man. It's fake outrage. It, it yeah. drives me nuts. Tweeting from tweeting from an iPhone or holding a cup of Starbucks about that's what I mean. You're yeah, supporting it every second of every day. And and to Joe's point, you draw the lines where you want to draw them, and you do what makes you feel comfortable. You support the choices you want to make, um, but you shouldn't be I'm telling not, others what that is. Yeah, and listen for for Barry. Like I agree. Listen, if this is if me saying, listen, you could go draw your own line. Is too much for you. You have every right to go. All right, I'm out. And yeah. fair enough. And you can announce it if you want. Maybe drop mm-hmm. a super chat before you go. But like, <laughs> it's, it's, which you know, Google and Apple take a cut of. Exactly. So it's like that's great. <laughs> but like, I hate when people go, "You're an awful person for doing this." It's like I just raised three thousand dollars for you know children. Exactly. Before Greg, exactly. Greg's like, I chose a weird moment to join. We kind of went down. The, I didn't want to talk about this, but we went down the rabbit hole. Yeah, here, we but down. here we are. Sorry. Um, yeah. Also, yeah, I know. It's like, again. it's so frustrating. Yeah. So anyway, um, right, moving on, moving on. Let's yeah. Bye Barry. Um, best action game. Okay. So again, same. I, I will see this is fundamentally different because Dead Island's inclusion surprised me at all. Because while I really enjoyed Dead Island 2, it didn't strike me to have near the polish of Hi Fi Rush, um, and even some of the stuff that was in Action Adventure. Um, that that surprised me quite a bit to see Dead Island 2 in there. I've not played Ghost Runner or Remnant or Armored Core, so I don't want to. I'm not. I'm glad to see Remnant here. And I definitely yeah. think Armored Core deserves to be somewhere too. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, I have to ask the the weird question: Why are there only five? Um, because there's a million action games that have released, and it this seems like the most random smattering of games. 
Like they literally just it. picked out of a hat. Yeah. I, I said it on the trophy room and I'll say it here again. All right. Take a shot every time I say that. Um, it's like Jeff really loves AI, so he used chat GPT to make this <laughs> list. <laughs> it's like it, like that's that's as much effort it seems like he put into these because I understand like the frustration about a lot of these lists because it's like this was such a great year for games. Why are there only five in certain categories? Like why exp- why not expand it? Why yeah, why put again? We're gonna get into indie games, but like, why put non indie games in indie game of the year? You know, it's just it's strange, it's very strange for some of the you know, I, I was baffled by the community one, which I will get to, I'm sure, but <laughs> there, there were plenty of, of them that were just a little confusing. Like, I yeah. loved again, I don't see a bad game in here, but Dead Island, I was surprised by, right? Like, and I love that game, I had a blast with it. It's just a matter of like how in a year of so many great games, really, you know, it's just yeah. that's a head scratcher. Yeah, but um, I did love the Hi-Fi Rush love. I appreciated that. I was worried. Yes, Hi-Fi Rush deserves some love for sure. This is an interesting one. Obviously, not directly game related, but at best adaptation. I I Ooh. have seen Twisted Metal and Last of Us. I still have to watch Gran Turismo and Super Mario Brothers. I probably won't watch Castlevania. Um, I don't know where uh, are you guys at on this one. Easily easily the mario movie um oh, and, oh, and i thoroughly i i enjoyed every bit of last of us that i could watch um that that story hurts me a lot i just don't enjoy the story it just hurts um but it, it was incredibly well acted and well written um twisted metal i thought was just goofy dumb uh, it was goofy as hell i started i was like what is this and then i found myself weirdly enjoying it yeah so and yeah. cheers cheers but i will tell you super mario brothers is a special experience i've had it in my queue for like two months like i need to sit down and watch it you won't be disappointed i've heard great things it's just it's just a joy it's kind of like the first time you watch toy story it's like whoa Mm -hmm. this is what it's capable of it's it was cool nice it's either last of us or super mario for me but like this list is cool that it's here because we're finally to we're, we're we're starting to get really good video adaptations of things so I'm happy that I'm really hoping that uh, Fallout is good. Amazon's Fallout series. I hope so. Because, like, I mean, the promotions, it's just like, it feels like the game, you know? So, like, it looks cool. Yeah. And the sets look good. Like, I'm hoping. Weird to see Um, the Halo not on the list. Uh, Interesting. Yeah. It came out in 2022, you bum. Silking it in the chat says, peaches, 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 peaches. And I will tell you right now, Ains. Yeah. I love it. You're gonna love it. Okay, I'll, I am. I'm taking extra time off because I have a bunch I haven't used this year over the next mm-hmm. couple of weeks. So I'll I'll watch it. It's good. Most anticipated game: Final Fantasy VII Rebirth, Hades II, Like a Dragon, Infinite Wealth, Tekken Eight, Star Wars Outlaws. I think you guys are. Well, I don't know where Joe's gonna I land. Think I think the whole Duke internet is definitely agreed. outlaws. Yeah. How does anybody okay. deny the Star Wars IP here? Like, I'm not even being a jerk. Like what? a dragon for me. <laughs> But so like, I don't wh- think Hades is coming out next year. Like I think it's going to be in early access. Like I think really? it's going to be one of those. Like it's in early access. Nah, you know, and then oh, oh, you think it, 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 all right, fine enough. Uh, but I would say I would lean towards Star Wars Outlaws. But it, <laughs> for the respect of it being an like you know an actual original IP, uh, Hades too for sure. Okay. Uh, cool kill. What's up, man? Good to see you. Cool kill says the very, very exceedingly obvious question where the hell is Silk Song? Because that I would mean, win by Silk Song is the I'm most anticipated it. game I hear, like out of everyone. Yeah, you, who's not it's, named it's Luke like, Lore? 
It's like, well, no, it's like outrage. Like eventually you burn out, you know, <laughs> beyond good and evil too. Most anticipate, you know, like eventually you're just like, all right, whatever. Like beyond good and evil two is never Metroid prime four is my most anticipated. You, like you just can't yeah. keep saying it. So it's over. And like silk song, like I loved the first, uh, Oh my God, I'm blanking on the hollow night. Thank hollow you. Hollow night. That was a great video game, but like, nope. No. Well, and you guys know me. Like, I'm not a big, uh, I'm not Star Wars guy like you guys. I, like, I like Star Wars, but I'm not a, a super fan. But Outlaw is like, it's from the uh, Division team uh-huh. and Massive, and it looks incredible. Like, yeah. even if it wasn't Star Wars, I'd be pumped to play that game. So I'm, I'm super hyped for it for sure. I but like a dragon was special to me, dude. Infinite Wealth is gonna be so fun. I, I beg y'all to look at my reaction when we saw Star Wars Outlaws live on our YouTube feed somewhere, because you can literally just see the pure joy <laughs> that I'm experiencing well, uh, seeing a Star the, Wars. The funny thing is, uh, it, remember, it debuted at Xbox's stage, yep. and then they showed more of it at, at Ubisoft. But when it debuted, we were all in the stadium there in L.A., and, um, you know, the Star Wars, I forget how it opened, but it opened Star Wars, and we were all like... <gasps> They're like, what the hell is this? And then it kind of showed it, and everyone was just like, you could hear everyone like blown away. Yeah. Yeah. It's cool. Uh, what else we got here? Let's see. ARVR, I think, uh, I think Synapse or Synapse. I haven't played Humanity, but I think Synapse or Gran Turismo 7 got a win here. I think Synapse, maybe because it's a dedicated VR game, would get my vote. Yeah. I got to help with Humanity's testing way early on, which was dope. Uh, is that why it's so bad? No, I've, oh, I've heard it's quite oh good. I've heard it's quite good. Yeah, I've not played any of them in VR, <laughs> um, but I, I feel like when I look at that, like those are all pretty deserving from what I've heard. Um, uh, I did try Village in VR. I have played Gran Turismo Seven. The only one I haven't played here is Humanity. So uh, truthfully, I, I still need to go back to Humanity. It's one of the reasons why it's not on our, uh, you know, best PSVR two uh, category. Uh, we also thought of it as, yeah, it's one of those split things, right? So it's just like, okay, like that's kind of like the the asterisk for me of like we could leave it out. That's why we didn't have also like Resident Evil uh, Village in here. But I think the clear winner in all of this is one hundred percent Synapse. Synapse is, is awesome. It, it's incredible. Uh, I, I really, if you own a VR headset, you ought to be playing that. Also, shout out to uh, before your eyes which is a psvr game it's one of those feeling games that kyle loves but let me tell you something the cool gimmick here is every time you blink the scene changes Ooh, oh so like, yeah so you're you're, you're it's it, you're going through someone's life that's all i could say and every time you blink something you know you you you, you get older so mm. it's really it's um, a really cool cool game the other thing is this is a, a clear category like many of them where doing it not for the whole year screws with them because um, I know it's coming out this week, but um, Travis just reviewed Assassin's Creed Nexus, yeah. which is uh, their VR Assassin's Creed. And he, shit, I don't know if embargo's up. Um, no, well, is it okay? <laughs> um, Wait, are you messing with him or is it really up? Yeah, like seriously. Okay, don't get him in trouble. <laughs> um, but supposedly excellent. And then there's the other game, which I'm going to forget the name of, which is a sequel to a popular VR game that's just coming out, which is supposed to be excellent as well. So literally two of the best, perhaps the best VR games releasing this month. And because of the way these dates are, they just kind of get screwed. Yeah. 
it is it is yeah there's a review up so you can talk about asgard's it. wrath too thank you very much silken it that's it um art direction so we get three of the game of the year guys again along with hi-fi rush and liza p where's the how i don't know how <laughs> tears of the kingdom or mario wonder got in here because i, I feel like mario it's, wonder i just feel like 100. it's more of something whereas alan wake 2 is a, a huge step up hi-fi rush is very unique and liza p is this wonderful take on an old story and a new genre for it that that was kind of where i was coming from on that one i was surprised to see mario wonder in there because it looks like new super mario brothers just with their <laughs> graphics yeah mario does some i haven't i've only played it for about four or five hours and i'm really really enjoying it i know it's elu's game of the year nice. um that's cool yeah, he reviewed it. He gave it a 10. I mean, he, he said it's literally Super Mario World for the new generation, which is a huge compliment a, if you know Elu. That's a big um, compliment in general. Oh, no matter what. Yeah, Super World Mario World for the new generation. Yeah, it's an all-timer for me. But anyway, my biggest complaint here is probably Zelda, only because the Tears of the Kingdom art style or art direction, if you want to call it, is so similar to Breath mm-hmm. of the Wild, which we saw six years ago. And I just don't see what it's doing kind of unique in the space or really kind of push forward to be up for the award here. Um, I agree. I could like, see, I, I could see where it would be like, why it would be there, but okay. I can't say it without spoiling it. Cause like there are a few scenes that are strikingly beautiful and for even for a Zelda game, um, like got me emotional, which <laughs> is so, like, doesn't happen. Does but Zelda I mean, a couple of scenes boom? shouldn't count, right? You're talking about the whole game. Like, I, yeah, no, I, I get you there. I'm just, I'm just thinking of like, I don't know. There are some visually stunning moments in that game. I can't oh, I believe that. it. I, I, I absolutely believe that. Yeah, Where I'm like, I could see why it could be here. Can, and I agree with you, Diablo. Come on, man. The environments, the world, the cinematics. The cinematic um, that. That is still one of the greatest cinematics I've ever seen, dude. It's I've watched it multiple times. Like it is unbelievable. It is so good. It's like seven minutes long, and it's just like absolutely top to bottom spectacular. But like, there's other games here too, and I'm going off my list as well. Like, there are really like Sea of Stars is beautiful. That's a really small team, and it's just so vibrant. It's just so. It harkens to like you know the old school you know RPGs of like the PS One gen, but like it's just feels so fresh still. Like mm-hmm. it's it's so beautiful. Why isn't that here? I don't know. Can Weird. I make a plug for another game that was snubbed here? Please. Um, and I don't say this. Don't say Avengers. I'm not. Um, I'm not okay. saying this as a joke or even a dig, a dig <laughs> or even a passive reference to. But Immortals of Avium had brilliant art direction. The the art design, the sigil design, the color palette it. you haven't played. It's it's no. genuinely impressive. And I think it was just so overlooked by so many. But um, if you get a chance, I, I strongly even watching some of the trailers, the art design of that world is beautiful, mm. is just stunningly beautiful. Give me one sec, Joe. The, the sigils change with your combat, which is a really beautiful element the color palette does something special as you go through the puzzle it's very metroid prime-esque there is something special about the art in that game specifically and they do more with facial capture in unreal engine 5 than i've seen done in almost any game save for maybe star wars and alan wake maybe 
and it's yeah. it's up there. And so art direction, I genuinely think that because nobody played this game, it just gotten overlooked there. And so if anybody does get a chance to go play it, consider it in your mind uh, to you know just put it next to those for art because I think it, it stands I, up there. I love what Rob says. Alan Wake Two is a great study in presenting photorealistic photorealistic visuals while conveying a strong, distinctive art style and atmosphere. Very true. Yes, yes, yes. Very like, true. Alan Wake's art direction, just Alan Wake Two in general, is just. Yeah, I think Alan Wake Two is going to win this. Oh, uh, yeah. oh Jesus Christ! Good. Yeah. Somebody yeah. acknowledge my Immortals comment because I meant it. I wouldn't. No, I I think I'm kind of sad for Immortals because I followed that game. I did a preview of that game. I was yeah. very excited for that game. Came out at a terrible time. Yeah. And now what you have is the result of what seems like a pretty damn good game from a new studio trying something unique which we always rave we want yeah. getting overlooked half the studio has been let go now because it didn't hit its financial goals and it's mm -hmm. just it's a sad story of the year i think too much so yeah which sucks it yeah. does suck. but i yeah i haven't played it because of the year but it's definitely one i am absolutely going to pick up and play if you do play it um if try to remember to just chat chat me your thoughts in the art direction because i'm curious if if i'm off base because i don't think i am in this one i know i have some lucasms that are like oh i like this game and not a lot of people do this doesn't feel like a lucasm to me okay fair enough. Fair enough. by the way uh we hit 55 people live we haven't been hey. back for six weeks it's great to have you hanging out with us leave a comment uh share it out if you can it'd be awesome except for Barry. design guys Except for yeah, Barry's already Barry. gone, man. Yeah, go bring your friends, please. We can't, we can't stand them. <laughs> Don't worry. He he left. He's got his Google account signed, and he's going to go watch Netflix on his iPhone. All right, good. Uh, best audio design. Yeah, all the all this makes sense. This was the one that we had trouble also like putting out here. There's there's so much. Everything about this category is good because Dead Space and RE4 took their games, their original core games, to the next level in every way especially audio i feel like you play those games with headphones they do something special i don't know how you diss alan wake or hi-fi rush for sound um and i, I would not i think spider-man 2 is the odd one out of this group and even then they did some special stuff with audio at various points too um but i don't know why, why yeah. re4 is here like I, it has great sound i get it yeah. but it's not there's nothing to it that makes it jump out to me. I see Alan Wake 2. Dead Space was remarkable mm -hmm. uh, sound direction. Hi-Fi Rush, I think, is here because it not only has great sound, but obviously it plays into the game, right? Yeah, I think it needs to um, be here. Yeah, yeah. so I, I see that, too. I haven't played Spider-Man. I can't comment, but RE4 seems like a weird one to put here. See, Spider-Man's the weird one to me. Well, they maybe they're both weird. You know what I mean? Like, Could be. Yeah. I think okay. sound is important. I think, yeah, Spider-Man's the odd one out. This is, like, very easy for me. I'm like, oh, yeah, we're getting the thwips, but, like, there's nothing. I don't know, like. The symbiote think, controller sounds, maybe? Maybe that's what. But, like, to me, I'm like, that's. That shouldn't count. Come on. I, yeah. I'm just saying, like, maybe. I don't know. Maybe. Yeah. But, maybe like, for horror, I think that that uh, that category lends itself really well. Um, and yes. you're right. I think Dead Space would would be the strongest. If Alan Wake 2 didn't exist, <laughs> because the sound direction in Alan Wake 2, especially when you get to Alan. Oh, yeah. It's oh, creepy as hell. It's real creepy. God. Yeah. yeah. I, 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 I actually play sitting right here because I play on my ultra wide and I have my Maxwell's a good headset. And like, you know, I'll turn a corner and they're like, Alan. And I'm like, Jesus <laughs> Christ, man. <laughs> Spoiler. Is that his name? 
<laughs> yeah, yeah, it's really good. It's really good. Um, community support. This one got a lot of flack for kind of obvious reasons, especially from the Destiny community. Um, this is a weird one. Um, and I say that because I, I haven't I know he has definitions of what these things are, but what community support between Destiny 2, Baldur's Gate 3, and No Man's Sky is so vastly different. I don't know what they're going for here. Yeah. Like, um, what? Yeah. I, 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 Fantasy... it's been in there six minutes. What community? <laughs> like, I, that's what I mean. Like, are they saying that that's nominated because it was in early access and they worked with players to make the game? Destiny yes. 2 is a live service game where they obviously support multiple releases per year, expansions and stuff. No Man's Sky is a team of like 15 people that really, they don't, like, I don't understand what, what they're going for here. Um, Final Fantasy 14 is obviously an MMO. Um, and then for Cyberpunk, you have a new expansion that came out, and obviously the 2.0. But again, community support is a weird way to name. It's almost like half ongoing game. It, that's the, yeah. And the ongoing game category, to me, speaks more accurately to community support. You're engaging and keeping your game alive with the community. I don't know how cyberpunk's in there. And again, oh, I, I could see that. So, but the definition of Fortnite and others, the definition is recognizing a game for outstanding community support, transparency and responsiveness in, uh, inclusive of social media activity and game updates slash patches. Cyberpunk's done a really good job of like writing that ship, writing the original sin, right. Of, of, of cyberpunk. So like I could see, why cyberpunk 2077 is is there i could uh, totally understand why Baldur's gate 3 is there and they literally launched this game with the help of their community final fantasy was this 15 14 14 14 sorry the MMO. And a, yeah an extensive mmo that's been around for for but the, but that's now. what i'm saying like what are you going for here is it the, is it actually the support team and what the, their work is it expansions is it live service delivery what what is it I think it's a little bit of everything. I think it's a little bit of uh, of column A and column C there. Okay. And then it's Destiny awesome. 2, like, you talk to anyone about Destiny 2, it's a bad year for Destiny. So yeah. I don't know why that's here. Especially considering, and then, you know, it sucks because I've talked to Liana and some of the people over on that team, but, you know, a bunch of that team just got let go. And yeah. it's like, you know, then they throw them up for best community support. It was like a slap in the face. Yeah. That read... Jeff, read a fucking room. <laughs> like, geez, well, uh, we're gonna get to the you know the the funny one was the esports yeah. coach, right? Where the guy's like, like, I didn't even didn't coach this year. Mm-hmm. What are you doing? Really? Oh, God, you didn't see that? Good. Yeah, I saw I that. Uh, I don't know any of these people. None. None. I think I think uh, either I'm too old or they do it just for engagement and clicks, which I think like that whole future class bullshit, like. It's okay. just to bring people to them, not the other way around. I don't think it brings attention to any of the actual content creators in a meaningful way. I think it's just to, to support game awards and not the other way around. Um, yeah. I have no respect for them. Fine. The, the category, I mean. Yeah, I know we've got a lot of categories. So there's 37 categories. So I'm trying to be conscious of oh, the yeah, fact yeah, that we're, yeah, we're cruising. Yeah. Best debut indie. I have played exactly zero of these. Benba is fantastic. They actually speaks to me. It, it really does speak to my childhood, which is nuts. Cocoon is stellar, and I can't believe I'm 
Actually, I almost I'm almost there. Like I'm about to beat that game. I didn't know. Cool. I've heard um, it's excellent. Yeah. Dredge, I've heard nothing but great things. Pizza Tower. Dredge got a great. nine from us. Uh Eric reviewed that one, loves it. Yeah. Viewfinder, I hear nothing but good things. So solid list. Okay. It's fine. Cool. Game direction. That's, that's just it, that's just game of the year, but what does it say? Yeah, like just annoying. <laughs> <laughs> it's literally five of the six game of the year games. Exactly. <laughs> oh, look, they're all sequels, and only one is a departure from its original. Yeah. Also, I won't go on a whole rant here, but uh, I don't know. It doesn't matter. Game direction, yeah. it feels like that should be... If you're talking actual direction, you're talking about a whole lot of things relating to the player and what they're interacting with. So I guess where I'm going is like Alan Wake 2, I could see being nominated. I don't know what Super Mario Wonder is doing here. Um but maybe that's just my weird definition. I, I, so. I think the linear games make more sense. But yeah, this is just, this is just game of the year, different title. Let's move <laughs> along. I, I, I did not notice the time. I, I apologize. It's, no. Uh, esports athlete. Uh, I don't know anything about any of these guys other than I know that people say Faker is like the all-time GOAT. Oh, okay. I love that's that all, all of them. They're like, what up? <laughs> My name is they call me an athlete kind of works kind of doesn't depends on your definition yeah all right all right moving on esports coach uh this guy xtqzzz is the one who came out and said uh, i didn't even coach this year why am i on this list <laughs> so uh i don't know any of these people either but i everyone's kind of found that funny but all jokes aside do some due diligence like if you're going to have the category, put the effort in because obviously, you know, they're not really kind of going deep enough. It seems if you're nominating people that didn't even actually do the job, this, this felt like a sponsorship category. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty much. Yeah. I, I'm just going to move on guys. Please. Thank you. Yeah, stuff. Family, Family game. game. I'll take your, I'll, I'll take your word for it. God bless. Uh, yeah. I don't have much to say cause I can't speak. I, I think super Mario wonder is an obvious one here. I've heard great things about Pikmin four and party animals is a blast, but I don't know if it has the, uh, the longevity of something like a Mario wonder. Dis- Disney actually the Disney one here I've heard and watched some really cool stuff on that. It looks beautiful. I actually was going to buy it until I heard there's no combat, combat. like no combat. Yeah. And I was it's like, well, Okay. Put in the family game category. At least it's better than what's what was the one last year? Family was it family game or like it was Nintendo's category? Was that this one last year? Yes. There was like a yeah. Nintendo. It was clearly. Oh, it was like their game. category. Yeah. They could just give it to whatever the Nintendo <laughs> game was that year. It felt weird. This one at least feels diverse. Yeah, um, party. If you did, you guys have you guys played Party Animals? No, I no, I don't have family or friends. No, no, no. You guys should play it together. It is. I don't think I've laughed that hard playing a game in years okay. like me and pompa and mo we were in t te- i couldn't talk i could not breathe we were laughing so hard playing that game now it, it kind of runs out of steam pretty quickly we played it a couple nights and we're like yeah you know we probably had our fill but um it's hilarious okay. fight a game art street fighter six baby yeah i i i don't know Easily. i i've only played mk1 and sf6 i've heard great things about nickelodeon brawl 2 um i street fighter 6 kind of seems to stand above the rest um, i think so as well i love i'm buying both black friday sale i don't uh, know why i heard you say that on trophy room i don't know why you're buying both pick one you can't get into both at your level like you need to if you you said you wanted to get sweaty with a fight stick yeah. you got to get to do that 
they play too differently for you to get into both at a casual level. I think uh, I don't disagree. The only thing I would say about Mortal Kombat One is it has the story mode, right? Which are, are really fun to play through if even if you're kind of more casual on the fighting side. I know Street Fighter Six kind of has that open world. Yeah. kind of a uh, rise from the streets it's like a yakuza thing. s it's like yakuza for yeah yakuza at home but it's yeah. Street Fighter. <laughs> i think i'll do mortal kombat because mortal kombat I, I think it looks cool. i think it'd be one well, and, and i'm still playing through that it's another game that at, with all the releases right but uh travis and others said that the campaign for mortal kombat is shockingly um um wholesome, wholesome. yes dude netherrealm is so good at campaigns they are they're they, the they best truly are yep. there's i'm there for it i'm so sad we didn't get injustice two uh or, or three but uh, i'm thinking that's coming next i'm year. sure we will suicide squad yeah. and injustice are going to carry the dc flag next year i think um so for better or worse uh yeah. so but yeah street fighter six i love it yeah skip this one <laughs> i do like this <laughs> Not the six one Indy because uh, they call these the woke awards and I <laughs> I about died when I heard that. <laughs> I I've heard uh, nothing but good stuff about Vemba. I've even heard it's short, but like so you should play through it like four hours or something, and it's an excellent experience. Yeah. Uh, I've heard good things about Chia, but I I I don't know the other four. I've heard uh, all all the again. I've been surrounded by indie folks this whole weekend. Space of the Unbounds supposedly fantastic. Uh, okay. Still, same with uh, Goodbye Volcano High. So Goodbye Goodbye Volcano High is the one that when they first showed it was at the PlayStation event. Yep. It got uh, like a lot of jokes about being like uh, furries and stuff. Yeah. Um, yeah. Not my game. Game of the year we covered already. I'm yep. skipping past that one. All so right. this is. <laughs> Best independent game, separate from best debut indie game, even though three of the P- three of the games are the same. Um, but you add Dave the Diver and Sea of Stars here, with obviously Dave the Diver being published by Nexon or, or funded by Nexon, which obviously there has been a big debate around it not being indie for that reason. Yeah. Well, um, go for it, Luke. Sorry. Well, I just I, the, the the frustration I think comes from everybody is like definition. Because yes. Ascendant Studio made Immortals of Avium. They were published by EA, but they're an independent studio. What right. does that mean? Because they clearly operated with a budget that they had themselves, not you know, not EA per se. They had themselves. They're an independent studio, though. Sea of Stars, Thierry Boulanger, Masterpiece, made The Messenger. Then he makes a Sea of Stars, another Masterpiece, being funded by his own projects. What does it mean? So... Uh, we talked a little bit about this on the trophy room. We're about to enter like this. Uh, yeah, I think uh, you, you've heard of it. Um, we're, we're about to enter this like really weird stage of like, what is an indie game and how that's going to morph in time? Because like, are we talking about the, like the scope, the scale, like budget, or are we just talking about this is an independent studio happens to be funded by, you know, mm-hmm. some type of public, like what a devolver game. For right. example, be here. Yeah. Would Cult of the Land be here this year? Uh, because Devolver is, you know, a publisher. And although, you know, I believe Cult of the Lamb is a, their own studio. They're not owned by Devolver. They just made a deal with them. So, like, would that be here? Uh, is that a double-I game? You know, so, like, that's 
that's the weird category that's gonna shift and evolve. Well, Baldur's Gate Three is technically an independent studio. Larry, and, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Baldur's. And so so many people. When I'm like, okay, Dave the Dave the Diver, not indie. Where's Baldur's Gate? People showed me charts. It's like this is the pie graph you gotta follow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like a Vizio. Yeah, and and it is. It's a it, it's an indie game. So like we're 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 about to see like triple I indie games start to roll out it's gonna be interesting. I, this is just off the cuff so if this is stupid feel free to tell me as i know you will but wouldn't it make more sense to ha- somehow define more of a single a double a triple a category budget or si- maybe triple a is kind of everything but maybe single a double a or does that then slip into the other categories because a double a game can have best art direction for instance right so it's like i don't know how you kind of call out these smaller games Unless you just put them on the same footing as the big boys, but then that has problems too. Yeah, it's going to be very interesting. So I think this category this year is like the pain point, the growing like point that hopefully Jeff will learn from, and we'll we'll get those answers soon enough. It just won't be yeah. this year, maybe even next. Yeah, I like how I came up with an idea. Said, "Tell me if it's stupid," and then basically, as I was talking, I told myself it was stupid. So yeah. I course corrected. But it's corrected a confusing there. topic. It's a genuinely it confusing topic because again, well, Larian, uh, Ascendant, uh, I'm sure. I think Joe said one or two that, like, what is independent? What does it mean? You know, yep. know. independent yep. studio. Here, yeah. Uh, moving on from mobile, <laughs> best multiplayer. All right, um, I picked Diablo, and I love Street you? Fighter Six, but I picked Diablo. There's something special about a world boss being able to transition between world tiers have party members and get your your own loot uh, and have it all exist simultaneously. The world is alive. The dungeons are unique. They can have their own modifiers. Like, to me, Diablo was the quintessential multiplayer game that offered something for everybody in a world where very few AAAs are successfully giving something for everybody. Think about Halo, Call of Duty, Diablo, some of the others that they they're trying to strive to have a campaign, a multiplayer, a PVP, a PVE, a, you know what I mean? That there's a, a lot they have to offer. I thought Diablo did a great job at giving so much content in a multiplayer realm that allowed you to play the way you wanted to play. That's special to me. I think. Wow. Yeah. I think Luke had his like Frank, the tank moment there and blacked out because that was <laughs> extremely well spoken. And you convinced me while talking, I'm sold Diablo. Diablo. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> you can go to sleep now, buddy. Thanks, Thanks buddy. buddy. I can rest. <laughs> Best narrative. Um, right. So I guess the big question on this one is, does an expansion, should an expansion be up for a game award? Yes. In okay. this category, I think you're okay. Okay. I think you're okay because it, it was dedicated to be its own narrative in a and it's a complete narrative. It's not like a one to two hour thing. No, it's it's fantastic. Yeah, um, I think that allows it a bit of leniency and and understandability in this particular case. I do think again they would do well to you roll your mouse cursor over best narrative and it's got the definition or the definition that the judges were to adhere to. I think that would be helpful. Um, yeah, it's all. I know it's on their site. I just don't have it up. But. I think. Um, how how else do you give credit to something like a Phantom Liberty, if not a best narrative type of award? Because 
there's a lot of deserving credit to be given there, but it is not a new game. It's also not necessarily. No, I know in our, the, what we're talking about with season gaming that we're going to do is we're going to actually have a category for best expansion. Yeah. Or DLC, like content delivery beyond live service, right? Like an actual addition to the game. Gotcha. Yeah. Uh, I think I think it deserves to be here because it is a a a meaty experience. If this was like an hour and we're done, it, but it's definitely not that. So I think Phantom Liberty gets to be here, but it doesn't get to be in the uh, overall like game of the year. Yeah, because it's not a game technically. Yeah. Um, I I sadly I can't really speak to this one, guys. I I adore Phantom Liberty. I think it is spectacular. I reviewed it. Um, I haven't finished any of the other four, so it wouldn't be right for me to talk about narrative without doing so. Agree. Oh man, I have finished. Yeah, I finished. Uh, yeah, three again. Three of these games on this list, and uh, which ones? Uh, oh, sorry, two, two. I'm, I'm looking at Alan Wake wantingly. Uh, Cyberpunk and, and Marvel's Spider Man's Marvel Spider Man's fantastic. And again, I say this: I'm like two thirds of the way in Alan Wake two. And it's already my favorite narrative. Like they just okay. gotta nail this landing because they are asking really great questions. They're following the rules of the world uh really well. And um I it's it's the good type of loss, like of what the hell is going on here? But not in a like a negative way. It's like I wanna find out. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm in the same boat. On. You're further than me, but I already feel that. Yeah. Oh, I think man. I'm nine hours in. I am a little bit ahead of you. Just a little bit. Yeah. It's good, man. It's real good. Um I, I've heard from many people that Baldur's Gate 3 is is awesome in this story space. I don't know if it having so many um paths in its story impacts it here. Uh whereas Phantom Liberty and Alan Wake and stuff t- tell a much more defined narrative, which I'm I think Final Fantasy and Spider-Man do as well. Um and I've heard people really like Final Fantasy 16 once you get if if you enjoy the gameplay aspects of it which is what turned me off um but if you do enjoy that i've heard the story that it takes you through is really strong so it is yeah yeah cool that's another one i'm like three-fourths of the way of beating and i need to get get finished that type of year yeah best ongoing game um (laughs) Fortnite. fortnite there is no competition here whether you like the game or not what has done what Fortnite did? They just did 45 million players concurrent by yep. by re-releasing their original map. Worked. And, and no, 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 like no, before, no. But before, that, but that's not. It's not how many players did a game earn. It's best ongoing game. And before we diss the whole releasing old content, Halo Infinite just brought Halo Three stuff. Halo, Modern Warfare Three's entire premise is bringing back old maps. Which, by the way, shout out, amazing. Um, bringing back old content, I don't think is a bad thing. I don't think no, it's I'm not saying thing. it is, but uh, I'm so you you made it sound like they, you know, they hit this player count, which they did, which is absurd. I agree. But that's not what the category is. Well, I don't know that Cyberpunk should be in here. Um Yeah, no, I, it shouldn't. It's not an I ongoing game. Yeah, I, it, to me it's a confined experience, and you could replay it multiple times, but it's a confined experience. Um Genshin Impact does something special. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I'm game. not educated enough on Genshin to speak to it. I just know that it does something special, and it does have a, a community that is rallying, and it, it it carved out a niche in an area that I didn't expect it to. But Apex Legends, I don't know that has moved the needle in the ways that it once did. Fortnite continues to move needles despite 
uh, people coming for its plate every time. It keeps eating well. And- Fortnite definitely belongs here, uh, no doubt. No, I'm not even a fan of Fortnite, and it belongs here. I hate I, the I, game, I, by the way. I wish you enjoyed No Build it's Mode. It's such a boring game to play. I just can't do it. It's yeah. so boring. I hate that. Um, I enjoy it. Um, I would argue two games here. One that I can speak to intelligently, one that I've only heard from many people who have yelled about it. The one being yelled about is World of Warcraft, um, which uh, from we have multiple people at SG, Eric, Steve, Zach, I believe, that play World of Warcraft a lot, like a ton. Um, And then I've seen other articles about how is World of Warcraft not here because of just what they've done and delivered and turned around. Like World of Warcraft was kind of on this down arc for a while. And it's just in a completely better place now and only going to further escalate from what I understand with the after BlizzCon. So I would I would say that probably deserves, you know, maybe take Cyberpunk off the list. I agree with you. It's not an ongoing game. That's kind of silly. Um, the other one, you know what I'm going to talk about is Halo. And, the, and I don't think it should win necessarily, but I would say that what they've done with Forge and what they've delivered from a game-building prospect for an ongoing aspect certainly deserves some recognition to be nominated. Um, and that goes beyond all the seasonal content and everything else they've done. Um, they've released something like 48 maps this year in one year, um, which is unheard of. No multiplayer game out there has done that. Um, but even even if you put that aside and just say, hey, that's part of seasons and live service delivery, Forge is special. Um, yep. And I know I talked about it leading into why it was going to be special. You have people creating Pokemon within Forge. You have people cr- have created a tabletop RPG <laughs> within Forge like the... It is wholly unique in the game creation space. Like Fortnite has level builder. Um, ro- obviously, like Roblox and stuff is out there. There's some other things, but Forge is really, really special. And so I think it deserves to at least be nominated. Um, I could see it not winning. Maybe Fortnite wins, but that's what I'll say. That's my I turn around that, that they've done on that game should be applauded at the very least. I yeah, it should be that- it should be nominated. Yeah. I agree it should be nominated. And I will tell you, I look forward to when my gaming group goes back to it. We're not there yet. We just now getting into Modern Warfare 3 and right. the, yeah. the, the massive amount of PvE and PvP content there. But like yeah. I'm anxious like Firefight hasn't yet arrived, if I'm correct. Nope. Nope. Should be probably next month or two. And I think that's right when I'm gonna want to play it. Like right yeah. when we're ready for a break from uh Modern Warfare, right when Fortnite's new season arrives and we'll be making some choices about what we want to do. We'll look at battle passes, but like I'm excited to go back to Halo. I really am because the best part about Halo's multiplayer is the battle passes don't go away. Like that oh, is but, uh, everybody should yeah. adopt. And a new one that's just came out this week for free, a new 20 tier one, but definitely at least jump in and play the Halo three playlist. It's a blast revisiting those maps that are all incredibly well done, by the way. Um, it just brought back a lot of memories. Really cool. Three was a myth. Multiplayer reached so much better. Well, uh, you and I agree and stand alone. I think three's overrated too, which is a uh, yeah. wow. Look at us go. Oh, look at us all, all agree. Three of us. All agree. Oh, wow. we're, get, we're getting downvoted to hell. Wow, we, that's more controversial than arguing for Hogwarts. Is saying yeah. three people saying Halo Three is overrated. Um, anyway, uh, you guys want to touch on this one? Uh, Man, I get what they're trying to get. I know you're. Bi- I know you're biased here, Joe. But right. there's oh, some good uh, names there. Uh, no, I. Some... I don't think he's biased. I think there's the only yeah. one I don't know is Neil Newborn. All the rest, I know their performances were masterful yeah. just from coverage I watched. 
I just wish there was two, like one for male, one for best female. I understand what they're trying to do here, but if you're going to do that, then make, you know, put more people on there, <laughs> you know, make it so that two people can win. Um, can, I a, can I ask a question? For, yes. Before you make your point. I don't, I don't I mean either. I'm tired. Or I can't think of it. I look at this list and I'm like, yeah, I get it. Were there women on the caliber of Melanie Liburd or Cameron Monaghan or Idris Elba that are not that that did something this year in a narrative that so, I'm forgetting? Silkenet says Amelia Tyre was snubbed so hard. I don't know who that is. So please, so she is the uh, legit uh, narrative narrator on. Uh, in Boulder's Gate, so she's the one that's telling all the actions, oh, and emotions. That's a good trait. That's a good um, trait. Yeah, <laughs> and when Kyle threw that idea to me, I was like, "That's genius." Mm-hmm. Um, but like, no, yeah. there's there's definitely others in there. Yeah. Do you think Cameron Monaghan, like, as much as I appreciate him as a Star Wars character, now he's basically part of that universe, right? Do you he think is, his yeah. performance in terms of acting deserves to be here? It was good, man. It was, it, was it okay? Maybe I've got only, I think I'm like 20 hours in, so I haven't yeah. finished that one either. I'm about that on every damn game this year. He's, but he's, he's not on my list, but like he is so beloved in the fandom mm-hmm. um, that like I understand. I'm not like upset that he's not or that, that he's here. I just think um, uh, Nashir, oh my goodness, Nashir Dalal, uh, who voices Boda Kuna in Survivors gets it over over no camp. so i'm the other way i think cameron monaghan rose above better right or rose above bad writing and oh, really uh Bodakuna sucks and he was a bad character and had no place that it was so okay. bad I was bad writing okay. well, alex, alex in the chat says the later part of jedi gets him in yeah. i i agree did um alan wake care i'm not fit play i've i stopped that's uh it's here. saga she's saga Right, I see Saga, but I don't see the the, the person right. who played Alan. Uh, Matthew no. uh, Portella, the voice who is the voice of Alan that I learned today. Voice of Alan is not here, and mm. he should be. Okay. With Idris Elba, the interesting thing there is, it's a it's an excellent performance in a video game. Like it feels like you're playing through a movie with him, but he is Idris Elba. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. it's, yeah. it's like you know he's Idris Elba. I don't know if that's just because it his face is in the game, and of course, mentally you associate that with Idris. And I love Solomon Reed as a character in Phantom Liberty. I think he's excellent. Um, but I don't know. I'd have to. I don't know enough about the performances. I think to really speak again intelligently to this one. Yeah. And I know Ben Starr's become like a fan favorite too. Um, that's that's the one I was joking that you were biased to, Joe. Um, but he's been on the show. An excellent guest. Uh, <laughs> best RPG, which is another category you could define 900 ways. Uh, we've got, um, you know, Baldur's Gate 3 is uh, uh, the game of the year contender, and then you've got these other four. This is where Starfield showed up, of course. Um, talk about just, oh, I, I think the nominees themselves show how vast this definition is because these are five vastly different games. I don't yeah. play enough RPGs to give you a good take. It's I, uh, truthfully, I know Kyle and I had a lot of disagreements when it came to Final Fantasy 16. Uh, but like, <laughs> Alex but, said, I love Final Fantasy 16. It's a travesty in here. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I agree. 
Um, and Liza P should not be here. <laughs> like it's an action, like it's an action RPG. I get it, but like it's an action game. With RPG. and if you're if you're gonna put Liza P here, why don't you put Diablo here? Yes, I mean that's an action RPG. It's right there. Well, it's the Xbox tax. <laughs> that's right. I forgot about the Xbox tax. They had to let Starfield get somewhere, you know, exactly. just to, yeah, exactly. Um, Final Fantasy 16. In, in my opinion, it not being an RPG or having good RPG mechanics is what turned me off of it. I literally stopped playing it because it was boring me to tears. Um, that that's what disappointed me about that game. Even despite hearing all the good things that happened later in the game, I think Sea of Stars is a pretty obvious kind of traditional RPG formula. Um, Baldur's Gate three far and away is the defining RPG here, but I think Starfield's a good you know a good uh, nominee here as well. Obviously, yeah. Again, chat GPT'd it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And again, like you, you go down to five for this category, that feels like you could have probably 50 games in it. Yeah. I don't know. It's just strange to me. Score music. Alan Wake 2 is going to win this. And if it doesn't, I'm going to flip a table. <laughs> uh, I don't have a big opinion on this one. I do know that, of course, with the unique songs and how they play into the story of Alan Wake 2. It's getting a lot of praise excuse me but i haven't heard enough of the other games excuse me sorry to uh really no it's yeah. sad to me that hi-fi rush won't win this not because i've played enough of the others to tell you that it should but hi-fi rush is just so uniquely cool that i feel like it's a shame it's gonna get overlooked not because of an xbox tax but because of the quality of these other no titles. no it's the xbox tax dude it's gotta pay <laughs> i I will briefly say, I do think there is an element of coverage uh, bias in media because of, of different topics. I think you see that across all mediums. But the idea of an Xbox tax is stupid. And if that's your <laughs> jam on Twitter, you're dumb. I definitely think there are sites that Don't do it. That don't they do it. go toward. No, I'm doing it. Like, don't do this. I, <laughs> you don't get it. Some loser is going to quote tweet for four, four million tweet. coming in. Four million Xbox, coming in. Host the Xbox expansion pass. They what are you going to do? Take away? You no, know, I'm no, telling you. You don't play. get it. The, the YouTube podcaster with six people on his panel is going to just clip this and Let wait him clip for it. for about three months to to dunk on you on social media. I'm right? I'm willing to handle that. I'll tell you right now. Tell right now. That's what I had to go through. If you think there is an Xbox tax and that's what the hill you're dying on, you're an idiot. You are dumb. There's absolutely the idea that if you write an article on a topic and it generates traffic, you're going to write more because that's what you need traffic to either consciously or subconsciously feed your algorithm to keep your employment up your, your, uh, engagement and your interest level. I think that is a thing that does happen. It doesn't just happen in our medium. It happens across every medium. Yes. There's a reason that I get a whole lot of Zack Snyder articles for three years straight because someone's writing them and people are clicking on them. <laughs> None of them had any substance, but I still clicked on them. But I feel like these, these people living under bridges are trolling out here and they're, they're jumping on and clicking these things, which is causing people to write and spotlight it more. The idea that Travis or anyone else at IGN's like, oh, it's on Xbox now? Well, I'm done. Like, that's stupid. And you're dumb for thinking it. <laughs> I don't care. It's dumb. Do I freaking love Xbox games? Yeah. I like Redfall. 
hello like <laughs> hello i get it but also you're dumb for thinking there's a bias against you find something better to do like play the games that are out there please yeah, yeah. i'm with you i, I think you're by saying go ahead i i when i saw the xbox tax trend on twitter <laughs> I um I actually lost brain cells looking at it, and then I made this quote like like this tweet going like seriously y'all, this is what we're doing. This is the, you're you're being crybabies. I'm surrounded Again. by Ori special editions and special and Xbox controllers and One X's Scorpio yep. editions yep. gears stuff. I love Xbox. Shut up! Like, what are you talking about? The yeah. Xbox. I don't see. I don't see Spider Man Two rolling out or Alan Wake Two rolling out of Xbox right now. I don't. Well, I think it will in a few years, but who cares? I got to buy and play those games. To me, it's like if if the, if that if those games are your jam and they are yours, right? Yeah. It doesn't matter if they're on this list or not. No. Nope. It doesn't matter. It sure does doesn't. not matter. This whole award show is just it, it's 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 a, sand, award show. a piece of sand in a bucket, you know, or sand in yours, whatever. Like it's. It doesn't matter. So when I see that, I'm like, this is why nobody wants to talk to us. Like, mm -hmm. it's why it's so hard to get coverage on our shows. Because when we go, oh, we're a PlayStation podcast, literally PR goes, Ooh, okay, but like, what type? Are you a YouTube podcast with six people on the panel? And it happens no, 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 no we're not. Time. Happens right. to me all the time. And we have to be like, this is what we're about. And this is, it's the reason why devs don't want to talk to us or be as transparent that they can with us is because dumb, dumb idiots out there complain about these conspiracy theories of which there is nothing to it. Like Phil Spencer and several Xbox execs sit on the board of the game awards. They absolutely knew what was coming out today. They knew mm -hmm. it. They don't care because they only care about the traffic coming into the awards so that they could throw you on game pass. That's it. They're going to throw several Game Pass ads at you, a cool little Xbox reveal, and walk away. And you're going to be none the wiser. You're going to be so happy with it. That's all they care about. They don't care what studio is going home with what award. They don't. They see bodies and eyes on screen, and that's all they, they care about. So when I see that, Xbox tag, <laughs> it's like, shut up, get an actual personality. And then and I got one of these Xbox fanboys. Uh, going, well, Joe, here's a tweet from you from four months ago saying like people that complain about complainers are, are annoying or whatever. I'm like, okay, if that's the W you think it is, I'll, ta I'll take it. But just know if you screenshot a tweet, put it in a folder named bad bit, just to wait for the day that I trip up. That is some ladies cover your drink type energy. <laughs> that it just makes you the lamest person ever like never have i ever done that and i'm a pretty sad human being i'm gonna tell you right now i have to claw my way for every developer that i interview ask beg and try to prove myself 10 times over for any publisher of any caliber to look at me be willing to take a chance because i don't have the numbers that some of these xbox tax shows have and like and, it drives me nuts. Yeah, it drives me. I and know I don't people have that. That that do that will beg for me to be on their show because I'm a like reasonable minded PlayStation person, you know. And so it's just like that's it's 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 bonkers the way that there are obvious criticisms of the show. We've talked about it for the last hour and change, right? 
but all of them don't have to deal with weird conspiracies. It's more like, how did this not get here? Right. So I'm I'm not thinking Dave the Diver got into best indie game because Dave the Diver paid Jeff Keighley 50 grand to be on there. Right. Mm-hmm. I'm not making conspiracy theories as to why Diablo wasn't in best RPG. The list, this list is flawed. That's why it's important to make your own. Just it, it, and it, it's it's coming down to like this is why social media has gotten so shitty it's it's the reason why game coverage has gotten so shitty too it's like we're all following this algorithm or else no one shows up and the algorithm calls for blood constantly constantly over shit that no one can can prove everybody goes ign has a playstation bias fucking where idiot like <laughs> where Where's the proof? Oh, the game the hell. Shut the fuck up, you child. You 40-year-old that's making a podcast that's waving their fist around because Halo, because because Starfield got a seven and not a 9.5 that you imagined in your head, you fucking idiot. Like, I'm just so tired of it. I love Starfield. It's one of my games of the year. I'm not I'm not putting out a tiki torch and marching to the Capitol because it's not in that goddamn list. And At no, your but- fucking age, people. I'm sorry for so many f bombs. If you're watching this or listening to this in your car with your kids, you're you're killing and- my channel's algorithm as we speak. I'm um, sorry. The, no, the, but the, I, the, I love that Joe said, "Luke, don't do it. You're going to get people after your head." And then Joe just proceeded to take <laughs> over the whole rant. <laughs> but I'll say this: there's nothing stopping these these people, anybody, anyone from making your own game awards. I know Joe's shows doing it, Ainsley's yeah, shows absolutely. doing it. I doubt XEP. We're going to do like an, uh, the gems thing because that sevens find the fun is our thing. Yeah. But like whatever, nothing stopping any of you from doing that and rock on. Play what you want to play, but don't play on my timeline and then get mad at me for not jump for not participating. You guys kind of already said it. I won't stay on it. All I will say is your very first point, Luke, about they're going to write about what people want to read about. I think people do need to understand that globally, and we say this all the time here on Big Cast and your guys' show. Globally, PlayStation is a much bigger brand than Xbox. Mm-hmm. Period. It just is. It's going to get more coverage for that reason. This should be freaking obvious, right? Um, Volkswagens get more coverage than Lotuses. You know what I mean? Like it's it's just read about more. That does not mean that there's an inherent bias in people sitting at these outlets. Sure, there's there's likely some people who hate Xbox. There's likely some people who hate PlayStation or hate Nintendo. It's not a hundred percent. You know, it's not black and white. But it goes without saying the vast majority of people are looking out for this. And as many people have pointed out, including Alex just now, the funniest part about this whole conversation, especially when they bring the torches to like Travis and IGN, is that if you look, they've Xbox games have gotten nines and tens more than PlayStation. Um, and I think maybe Nintendo in the past two years. Like there's at least nine or 10 games that have gotten a nine or 10 published by Xbox in the last couple of years. And it's just like, it's okay. It's going to be all right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And and as you guys said, none of it matters. Doesn't matter. It, it, it doesn't matter at all. It should not impact your enjoyment of anything. And so. it, and it's aggravating to me because as a PlayStation content creator, you might go, it's easy for you to say. How many times I call PlayStation out? Literally last week, we got called uh hidden Xbots in one of the chats because we <laughs> dare say something negative about PlayStation because we dare not say something that's absolutely glowing. Like when I talked about like the, the last of us factions uh, a few weeks ago the amount of hate that i got 
So it's like, yeah, one day it's it's just like a flipping a goddamn coin. And I'm getting like I am not getting. I am just sick of it. Um, I just it's we could be better, man. It sucks. No, I'm the same way. I'm, I mean, I, I've gotten plenty of positive Xbox press, and then as soon as I say something, yep. not even negative, but realistic, that is just not part of the echo chamber. It's like, oh, he don't know what he's talking about. Oh, okay. You don't got it for only a goddamn dollar. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we're moving on. Sorry, Are I was going to give myself an aneurysm. Yeah, shout out to Motorfest in here. I know that because I Good played Turbo, I played Hot Wheels Unleashed. I played Ford's Motorsport. I played Motorfest. Of the three, to me, I thoroughly enjoyed Motorfest the most, and I loved Hot Wheels. And Forza wasn't for me, but it was impressive. But I just, I think three of those games, all three that I, the, the ones that I played, were all amazing, all amazing. Yeah, I mean, I I reviewed Motorfest, I reviewed Motorsport, um, so I have a lot of time in both those games. Uh, I don't know what wins here. I'm I'm a diehard Motorsport fan. I've talked about that at length. Um, Motorsport had some misses for me. It does some things extremely well, but I gave it an eight. Um, is that good enough to win this category? I don't know. Motorfest, I gave an eight as well. I thought it was a fantastic game. Um, EA Sports Football Club, I know, is an annual franchise, as is F1, but um, I think they're doing great things too. I know F123 is supposed to be very, very good. So uh, I don't know. We'll see what wins that. Uh, Sim strategy. I can't talk about this. I know this is one of the categories that got criticized the most. So from what I understand from the people who play these types of games, this list is a joke. Oh, Um, and there's there's several games that should have been here that aren't recognized. This, from what I've been told, this category more than any other shows the narrowness, the narrow vision of the people who work on these lists. Okay, but I don't know because I, 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 I don't play them. Yeah, I don't play them. Uh, oh, that's it, boys. Heroes, that's the last one. Yeah, that's the last one. Company Heroes is a fantastic uh, uh, RTS. It really is. Um, because I'm getting tired. Um, yeah. but I there were a couple things I wanted to say just to to anybody that's still with us right now. Okay. Um, Sorry for all the cusses. That's my bad. <laughs> I don't I mean, care, but YouTube cares. Don't worry, Barry's going to take care of it. He'll talk to you, too. Thank God. Uh, yeah, thank God. I want to make a, a tangential point to kind of what we ranted about a bit, but also in our discussions. I've had a lot of fun this year, and I'm the fun, the fun guy. I know that. Um, and I know I have eclectic taste in some cases, but I'm, I've had a lot of fun this year with games. Most cases. People, most cases, sure. I, yes. Um, <laughs> a lot of fun with games that didn't get the – 85 and above metacritic 85 and this that or the i've had so much fun and i've seen a lot of them get updates lately like redfall got its update three redfall update two did a lot for that game three i'm anxious to check out mortals of avium did their huge update uh today it's a free update added new mode new modes new game plus new enemies i'm really stoked for that one i don't i really want people to check that game out um i did interview the dev and i know that's a, a self-plug but uh, I'm seeing a lot of games go on sale right now, and I think this is a good time of year for people to give games a second shot, whether they didn't buy it, passed on it, um, it's going to be on sale, whatever it is. I've seen a lot of that happen. I also I really enjoyed the Modern Warfare campaign. I know a lot of people didn't. Um, I stand by having a lot of fun. I saw a lot of people come to me and say, hey, I was scared to say, but I've been having fun. Play what you enjoy. Enjoy what you play. And don't play it because someone tells you you have to. I am so stoked for Alan Wake 2. It's one of my most anticipated games of all time. Not been in a place where I want to play that right now. Just emotionally, it's a big, heavy, not there. 
play what you want to play and enjoy it. And that is genuinely the thing I think we too many people forget. Games should be fun. That's my that's my that's my thesis, I suppose, on that. Uh, the Xbox tax is real. We need to march in the streets. We need to fight for Lord Phil. I'll buy the t-shirt, by God. It's funny. You're talking about, Joe, about people like you get criticized from both ends. Alex just joked. He said, uh, um, sorry, I lost it. Where is it? Oh, Ains was an equal equal opportunity offender with Forza and GT7. And I said, yeah, GT7 comes out and I criticize it because it was missing some things I thought. Bad car selection, bad kind of progression system. Uh, suddenly, I'm the Forza biased Xbox guy. Forza comes out, I review it, I give it a lower score than some others, and now I hate Xbox and hate Forza. It's like, yeah, yeah whatever. Yeah, we got it's um, and and as like we go into next year, we got to actively. I, at least it's how I've been thinking. I got to actively think about how I'm going to be doing coverage and how I it, interact on the social spheres is going to drastically change because like truthfully i can't i can't take it anymore with this like type of just how volatile it is on social media and um, just at literally er- at anything and everything um it's just getting annoying there's just nothing not, not to say like everything has to be cheery and optimistic but like it just seems like i don't know if it's just me but it's just so doom and gloom mm-hmm. that it's just like this and, and everybody hates everything. Everybody has to like critique a certain thing. You know, like if you're an Xbox guy, you got to hate Spider-Man. You got to show the cube Spidey. And if you, you're a PlayStation guy, you got to show, you know, a door not loading in Starfield, whatever the case is. Like, I'm just so tired of it. I want to talk about the games, the people that make them and the stories in a, in a real way, man. I, mm-hmm. I just, the, the dialogue that's been happening is poop. Yep. Uh, I agree with you. Let me get this comment. This is a good one. Yeah. Terry, Good evening, Terry. She said, thanks for a great two hours, boys. I've missed you. Can't wait till Sunday and hearing the big cast ravings. It's going to be fun. I promise. Uh, Joe, your rant was great. Love hearing you talk with your heart. Thank you, Terry. Uh, I also ranted, Terry. It's fine. (laughs) 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 Um, Yeah, Joe, I I would say you you guys might have noticed I've kind of not been as uh, active for the past few months, and that's for a number of reasons we've talked about. Part of the reasons this show hasn't been every two weeks, super busy in real life. And just like that step back and just realizing, yeah, there, there's so much nonsense here and it's gotten worse with X becoming X and just the algorithm is a disaster there. And what I've really focused on, honestly, and behind the scenes is just optimizing SG. Like our traffic is really strong right now in the site. Almost none of it comes from Twitter because Twitter is a waste of time for traffic right now. Um, and you know, just keeping BitCast going and stuff like that. And I'm with you, Joe. I just like there's so few meaningful conversations I have on the social space now, um, which is a shame. It shouldn't be that way. But there's just so much noise, and I feel like no matter how much I mute people and ignore people, it just it <laughs> finds a way through the cracks. It's very annoying. So I agree with you. We all need to. We already were, I think, a voice of reason in that space. The three of us in our shows. We just need to keep keep plugging away and, and doing it and working together on it. And, and the one thing that we're doing with the trophy room is the, the, uh, back in April, I'm like, we got to really start growing our discord. Cause I, I really want to one day just abandon Twitter and we could just have this hub where it's all like-minded, great folks that want to celebrate PlayStation and games and all that jazz. Um, you know, the Kumbaya thing. Um, and we don't have to worry about Twitter because it's a joke now. You're you're, you're absolutely right. Uh, episodes used to get on Twitter 
hundreds of clicks, boop, 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 uh, you know, on, on a single post. And now it's like, you're lucky if you get a dozen, like the traffic is abysmal. So it, it's, it's going to drastically change the way we operate and hopefully for the better. Cause yeah, I can't, I can't take uh Xbox fanboy 720 going at PlayStation forever, you know, 420 anymore. I just can't do it. <laughs> Yeah, GTA driver. I mean, I, Discord is social media, sure. It's just, but it's curated, right? So you you kind of own that platform. People come to your platform. So all of us run one. So there's a season gaming one. There's a trophy room one. There's an Xbox expansion pass one. Obviously, we would encourage all of you to check those out and come hang out. There's good conversations, good people in all of them. And they're curated, right? You don't get any of the nonsense we're referring to there. Um, so just good conversations and uh, a lot of good things going on in all of them. Um, Alex, shout out to Alex. So he says it's been great helping SG with review coverage this year. Alex is a rock star. He's been an uh, absolutely incredible addition to SG and uh, yeah, done a number of big games for us this year. He's literally uh, a rock star. I think that's that's it. So shout out to him too. Um, I, I know it's past your bedtime, buddy. <laughs> it is. Yeah, we'll go ahead and get wrapped up. There's a lot of other things we want to talk about, but we, we'll come back soon, boys. Let's not wait six weeks again for real this time. Um, let, let's come two back. Soon. Two weeks. Yeah, two weeks. And, and, and he's using a typewriter to talk. By the way, he's still in the 1920s mindset for everything. Rob uh, gave me a shout. Where did out that him. come from? Because I'm here the click clack. I'm here the click clack. You were actually here in mine, but we have the same. Oh, I was gonna say I wasn't typing. We have Fair the same enough. keyboard now. Fair enough. Um, <laughs> but I'm gonna use Rob's. I mute uh, when I type. I'm a, I'm considerate. I'm not. Um, <laughs> I'm gonna give use Rob's comment to to <laughs> plug XCP as we do our roundup uh, for goodbyes. Um, Rob says that he really appreciates the community episode format for XCP, much like uh, everybody that's trying to kind of find their way through algorithms and stuff. We're trying to figure XCP out, but we stumbled into something with our community episodes for our monthly patron show that has just been a joy and it kind of cites Joe, you're talking about discord. Um, I lost with X being what it is. A lot of what I had was, I had like 4,000 followers and stuff that were really active with my timelines before Elon kind of took over. And I kind of lost that. And as a result, XCP suffered and going to discord, taking a step that I wasn't wanting to do, um, (laughs) taking a step I didn't want to do and having that be a special place. Like, Every morning, we're good mornings. How are you? It's become a true friendship for so many, and that community episode format kind of just happened. And it's really been a nice boon and, and a nice uplift because we get you heard our rants so frustrated and angry in the gaming space. Um, to have people that are actually positive that just want to play games that just yeah. want to celebrate, we talk, we, we talk about everything, and it's it's a really cool place. So I appreciate that. And, um, I will point people to XCP, the Xbox expansion pass. I just put out today an interview with Brett Robbins, who COD, Dead Space, Lord of the Rings, Return of the King back in the old days. He, yep, he made those like he did. He made Immortals of Avium, which which flopped on release. They had to lay off 30% of the studio. He talked to me about those layoffs. He talked to me about the troubles of the Xbox Series wow. S. He talked to me about why they weren't on Game Pass and PlayStation Plus, whether they should have been, whether they're going to be dropping new updates. He talked to me about everything, all the stuff that I thought they wouldn't talk about. He did, and he was such a cool oh, dude. Shit. And I'm a fan of, of Immortals of Avium, so it really felt good for me to get to tell him that. Um, yeah. So I'll tell you, please go listen to that because I haven't – 
my, my wonder is if it get, catches fire for those reasons I mentioned, but it's a really good interview really yeah. and truly. And so I hope people do listen to it. I, I will. Thanks, man. I'm not saying it. that this time. <laughs> Thank you. And now that That's I'm driving great. once in a while again, I'm listening to shows again. It's great. They're allowing you to drive. That is so. That's great. That's, That's great. Good. I don't That's want great. to, but yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. but in short, please check out XCP, guys. It means the world. So yeah, yeah. yeah. Please, uh, go, Dragons. Yeah, honestly, check out his stuff, please. Yes. Uh, Dragons Angel says, this is my first time to this show, not SG. I enjoyed the conversation. Thank you, gentlemen, for a great evening. Thanks. I'll be looking for the next episode. Thanks, Thank Dragons. Thank you. Uh, um, you go last, remember? You got to do oh, the right, thing. I, right, I do that. Right. It's been six <laughs> weeks. Sorry. <laughs> um, no, I um, every Sunday, big cast. You know this if you're watching this show, probably. Um, this week's upcoming episode would be a lot of fun. So if you haven't been following big cast back in like June, we made a game of the year award bet for the, the video game awards. We knew betting that early would be risky because obviously a whole bunch of games had to come out, et cetera, et cetera, which is why we did it. Um, when the nominees, we've been joking for months about whoever loses the bet has to play a game that the other three choose, no matter what it is, they have to play it. Um, so it's been this kind they of running joke. Or just play Well, it. We're, we're deciding on how long they have to play it because yeah. obviously some games are two hours, some are a hundred. So anyway, um, so we've been joking for months about this and the, the running thing was I didn't have Baldur's Gate three on my list. So I was screwed. Um, so me and Travis look like the losers and I had Resident Evil 4 remake on my list. And everyone, all the three of them were, were picking on me saying there's no way that's going to get nominated. Well, how the turntables have turned. Yeah. So uh, me having Resident Evil 4 on my list made me win and tie with Dan and Hogue. And Travis has lost officially. So <laughs> uh, it's going to be a very fun episode on Sunday. We, I've got some things planned, um, but it'll be, it'll be fun. So I hope you can hang out with us. It's every Sunday, uh, 11 a.m. Eastern on this channel. And then uh, other than that, I would just say, yeah, check out the site. Come by the Discord, as Luke was saying. Um, you know, the community is great on the Discord, and the site has been doing really well. We've done so many reviews this year. Um, just a lot of cool coverage to check out. So uh, other than that, I will hand it off to Mr. Trophy Room. We were going to talk about the PlayStation Board. Well, next time. Next time. Yeah, next time. Next time. Let me tell you something. This is a really... I love this thing, but it's like it's a thing that I love that I can't like solely recommend. Anyway, I'm spoiling the trophy room. Uh, listen, if you like me at Mr. Badbit on Twitter, uh, at PS Trophy Room on Twitter, please make sure. Again, the algorithm's real bad, um, but we still want to do our award show that we do each and every year. This year, rebranding it to the Platties 2023. We're all about celebrating games, the developers, the studios, the people that make them. Um, and we love when we get to see like CS, you know, CS stars retweeted because you, it, it shows that they, they know they see it's an acknowledgement. It's like a, a nice little, great little thing to see. And it's awesome to note when we first did the, the first trophy rewards way back when we got like a hundred votes overall in the span of a month. And to see that, like we've gotten hundreds in the span of like a few hours is really awesome to see. And it just kind of shows the the growth of that the trophy room has gone uh, and, and taken. So make sure you check out the platies. I've been posting it everywhere on socials. So if you're following me, you should find the link there. Also, this week's episode of the trophy room is a legitimate banger of a time. Uh, we talk a whole lot about this controller. We do talk a little bit about the game awards and our overall thoughts as well. But 
honestly, it's one of my favorite episodes. I feel like I'm a broken record when I say it, but I love when Kyle comes into a show and he's legitimately angry at me. And um, (laughs) it is just the chaos that ensues is just unlike anything. So it's a really fun episode. Make sure you all check that out. The Trophy Room, a PlayStation podcast. Find that on YouTube. Find that on uh, anywhere you get your podcast service of choice, whether that's Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, wherever it is you find us, you find us there. Uh, and rate us five stars if you really like the show. It really does help us out. Throw us a five-star review over on Apple Podcasts. It really helps us see how frustrated I've been when I see a five-star review. Ooh-wee. Does it make my day? So that said, with all that out of the way. Uh, well, hold on. Before you close, I've got to end the poll here. Um, we landed on a tie, honestly. So uh, 50% of the audience thinks absolutely there's an Xbox tax. Mm-hmm. And 50% says, uh, of course there is. So, yes, we have definitively decided here on Cast Co-op that 100% there is an Xbox tax. Yeah. So I'm glad we could at least settle it once and for all. Let's get our tiki Not the first time an election's been rigged, I tell you. God, ain't going to be next time, I tell you what. Uh, listen here, by God. Keep, uh, oh, wait, I, I got to go back to the original. Uh, keep, uh, keep, keep, keep casting, keep looking at the call. Keep, keep casting that call. Boop. <laughs>